What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Friday, Friday, Friday of a holiday weekend. Yes, welcome in, everybody. Happy September, one and all. That is Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube channel. What is up, Mr. Gunn? My man, you know what? This weekend, I have to pull up a reference from Charles Dickens in his, in his story, A Tale of Two Cities, where it said, there's a line in his book that says, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Right? It's a holiday weekend. Yes. Tomorrow is my oldest daughter's birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. And What's means, your oldest's name? Uh, Annalisa. Annalisa, happy birthday from all yes. of us. Yes. And um, we get to keep the two grandkids overnight tonight. <laughs> That's going to be fun. So you, no sleep for D-Gun. Okay. No all sleep right. tonight for that little right. one who just turned a year old last week. But. It's the worst of time. It's the last official holiday of the summer. And you know how I am about my summer. I but know. There's, but there's a big grill out coming Sunday. Big, big grill out pool party on Sunday for my oldest daughter's birthday. So how many all right, John Dickerson, let, let, let's go there. How many grills slash smokers will you be working at the same time? You're not gonna absolutely none because it's at my daughter's house and her husband is making the smash burgers and everything else. Huh. All I got to do is, is walk up. Do you need me to help you? They'll say no. I get and to hang up by the pool. Yes. Get to hang up by the pool. That's the best kind of party. party. All right. I like it. All right. You know I'm going to jump in and help, but still. I know. I know. You I don't have to work a grill. It's, like it's his grills. He's got hey. he's got uh, one of those uh, big uh, Blackstone flat top grills. He's got electric grills, you know, and stuff. So, he, and my wife loves his smash burgers. So. Good. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like it. All right. Forrest, what's up? Sween Bowl, Jim G. John Dickerson, as we just mentioned, Tyler M. Reyes, what is up? Tomas Burke, what is up? Twiz, Mood Swing Bella, a.k.a. Maggie, Jim G., uh, Christy, uh, Daz, the whole crew. I appreciate all you guys hanging out with us. Hey, yeah. Jim G. has a question for you. Okay. How many? Okay. Thank you, Jim. Good. Yeah. That was like the lob, and I'm going to come in. Boom. Spike it. All right. Here we go. All right. So I am, I am fully unprepared because I grabbed the wrong notebook. But <laughs> I am not kidding you. What? I grabbed, Rob, I was wrong. Notebook. No. No. You know why? 
first of all, Gunner, the 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 rate and the pace in which I ripped through these things are are almost remarkable. But I just I had one page left in my old one. So okay. I, oh, it's right here. Never mind. Hold, hang. I need ten seconds. Here we go. Count it down. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. All right. That was pretty quick, zero. right? Thank you. That was pretty quick. All right. So it is. What is wrong with John Dickerson? D Gum will be wearing his speedo and floaties. Oh God. <laughs> we don't need that image, John. You don't want to see that. No, we don't. As a matter of fact, my wife would disown me if ever she ever saw me a speedo. Yeah, that's true. Uh all right. So here we go. Uh 220 hours and 25 minutes. That's okay. unbelievable. So I'm assuming, do you write, do you write on tablets like these? Do you write on these? See, there you go. So I bought like a pack of uh from, from BJ's. I bought like a pack of you know, like this was like last spring or something, like a pack of 20 about this. Same. Yeah. You know. So I write so many notes on them. I try to coordinate, you know, from one show to the next. I do or question One week to the next. And sometimes I forget to take off the old sheets. I, I must admit, like you just did, there's some shows I'm scrambling. I'm like, uh -oh, where did I put that notebook? And it's sitting right in front of me. I've got, I got like, like right now, I have like four to my right and two to my left. Derek, same. I have them all over. In fact, all right, let me give you an example. Here's tons. Okay. Yep. I, yep. I have them all. Oh, in fact, it drives my wife nuts. Same here. And I keep them because I'm always worried that I want to reference something, some stat yep. or, or something that happened on our show on like Tuesday, whatever. I, I, I'm always like going back, but admittedly, I'm a bit of a pack rat too. What I need to do is just get a bin and throw them all in the bin. I have them sort of like randomly all over the place, which is, you know, not efficient. I well, see, say. I have a bin. I have I have the I have the brand new ones stacked mm -hmm. up in a bin. The ones that I use. And then, of course, like on our daily shows, when there's not, I, I take the sheets, rip them off and throw them away. So at least I'm meticulous when it comes to that. But there's some of these tablets. I keep certain like you certain stats. Yeah, because I know we're going to refer back to them at some point later in the week, next week, whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. And there's been a couple of times I've been trying to clean up this mess and I've ripped off sheets I needed to keep, you know, and all of a sudden, gone. It's I'm true. Chris, hey. I'm guilty of, of being Ray Diddy Jr. Yeah, Ray. We used to do, Ray and I used to do shows at, at a, a remote, I won't say the place, uh, but we made sure we gave him an entire table to himself. Mm -hmm. And he would spread out like five notepads. He was old school. He still had newspapers. Yep. Magazines. It was crazy, you know, what was going on there, man. But yeah, it was. And the man still to this day does not own a cell phone. That is unbelievable. Nope. Doesn't wear shorts. Doesn't own a cell phone. Nope. Does not wear jeans. Um, nope. He always wears khakis. Khakis. He's a khakis yep. guy. Uh, he'll go, he'll, he'll go golf shirt occasionally, but it's usually a button down. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen him in a t-shirt. In fact, you know, I didn't wear jeans until I was like in my twenties. Really? I, I I don't know why. I never wore jeans. Just didn't wear. No. Uh, yeah, I, I I hear you. But there's look, there's uh, it, it's it's fun. I I love. I get I got all kinds of, and I try to conserve space as to not rip through these things at a crazy rate. This is a light day. It's usually just covered in notes. For me. See, same here. I have I have one, two, three. Out today, I only have four. 
four and a half, four and a half sheets used. Four and a half. Yeah, that's 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 pretty standard. That that's a good number. You know, you, you, you hopefully you, you shouldn't need more than five. I don't think for the most part. And, and the only reason I don't have that fifth one is because the Phillies didn't play last night. Correct. Yeah, like if the if we're coming on on a month, let, let's all right. For example, a week from this Monday, we'll be coming off of an Eagles game and a Phillies game as well. Yeah. That'll be an extra at least four pages of notes, at least. Oh, there's, oh, there's no question. Minimum. Oh yeah, minimum. Off the Phillies game, I have at least six, seven pages where I log every every play. Yep. And make certain – I put certain asterisks around certain plays, you know, go back to. And I'll underline certain things. Like if, you know, if there's a sack, you know, blitz from this gap. Or, mm -hmm. you know, or quarterback roll, roll, roll L. Roll yep. L, roll R. You know, left, right. A running play. You know, middle, left, right, sweep, jet. So I, I make all. So yeah, I have at least about six pages to do a whole game. Oh, same. I do too. I, I go, I go down in distance, first and 10, 35 yard line. I'll, I'll make uh, like whatever the play is, eight yard carry. And then underneath is where I put the note. Hey, great cut by uh, DeAndre Swift. Nice block by Lane Johnson to yep. open it up. And, and I, tr I try to do the hardest time was when it was Chip Kelly. Because it was so fast. Yeah, dude, they didn't even huddle. You couldn't like you couldn't yeah. get get the right yardage. Yeah, you no, like I, you know it was a first down, but it's around the forty. You like you don't even know what's happening. It was going so quickly. I tell you, the biggest nightmare for all of us in in, in a press box was covering a Chip Kelly game when you net when you're in that putrid Washington Stadium no. where you can't see the far side of the field because of the awning that hangs over and the and the monitors in front of you are like seven second delays. So the next play was already starting and you're trying to write down what you just saw the previous play. Yeah. That place was a, was nuts. Oh, real quick, by the way, you'll be proud of me. I have corrupted my son-in-law, Alex. <laughs> so last night after dinner, yeah, I just had this urge. I had to have this bowl of peanut butter crunch. Oh, you did it again. All right. Yep. And so when I had some earlier in the week, he goes, yeah, that looks gross. I, you know, he, he, he never, he didn't grow up eating peanut butter crunch you know yeah, yeah. and so and so i'm sitting down last night he goes what are you doing i said i'm i said you got to try these he takes a bowl you, you should have seen the smile on his face this is good yep. so now i've corrupted <laughs> i love that i love that you have influenced the son-in-law that's good work out of you that is good work out of you i love it um all right so look a lot going on we mentioned we're nine days out now uh from the eagles just six from the first NFL game, but we're nine days out uh, from the opener. Gunner, I don't know if you saw this. Did you see the quote-unquote inspirational speech from Jonathan Gannon to uh, the players? Not once, but twice. Oh, my God. First of all, like, it was, like, cringeworthy awkward, number one. And it was the least inspiring inspiring speech i've ever heard from anybody in my life let alone an nfl coach did, did was, you did you oh, see the look on zach Ertz's face like what are we doing here every dude basically was like you could tell in their head they were like oh my god like is this what this is this is what this is i've we're never seen more more blank stares in my life uh-uh and, and on top of that he he utters the line i'm looking for killers I guarantee you the league office has called him about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you look on social media, that's the one line people have been blowing up is about where he says, I'm looking for killers. I want killers. 
Yeah. You know, and we understand what he meant in football terms, but you can't say that. No. And he's also talking about fire in the belly. And yeah, fire. Who, who, took took the the, who took the bus? Like, what, what, name me one guy in that in that room that took a bus to get to, to practice that. Well, day. I will say this. You know, with rookies, until rookies actually make the team, most teams will house rookies at a certain place because yeah, they they'll shuttle them. There. Yeah, yeah. So they shuttle them back and forth. And that, that'll happen sometimes into the first week of the season. Now, all the teams usually have an apartment complex somewhere. They have an agreement with somebody, yeah. you know, where players, once they settle in and make the team, then they can transition it to their own apartment. Right. So I understood what he said there. But people on the outside looking in, like like you just said, who's taking a bus to practice? I get, okay, he should have said who took the shuttle. Nobody's taking them unless now maybe some teams do have team buses that transport players back and forth. But for the most part, with the Eagles, you would always see two to three shuttles come rolling up behind each other um, at at the Novacare complex. But as soon as he threw that out there, it was just like crickets. Nobody responded. And and by the way, that was that video was put out by the team. I know. It's called like flight plan or something. I, I forget yeah, what they yeah. what they called it. Whatever. You tell me they didn't censor that better, edit it out better. But my thing is like, it, you have to know, you have to have the common sense if you're part of the social media team to realize how awkward and cringeworthy that is. And guess what? We know we have them mic'd up, but we're just not putting that out. No. Like, just just give me some stuff from practice where a guy makes a catch or there's a pop or whatever. Not that. I mean, th- this is that was like 101 you know, of not putting something out there. It was terrible. terrible. I, I, can't, I can't believe I'm actually saying this. You know, I'm not a Jonathan Gannon fan, right? Yeah. I feel bad for the dude. I honestly feel bad for him. Number one, for the organization he's worked for working for, because outside of, of outside of Daniel Snyder with the red, uh, the commanders in his tenure, Arizona has slowly climbed to number one in terms of embarrassments in the NFL. Yeah that organization number two he's devoid of talent number three his franchise quarterback is not even going to play for at least the first four games yeah at least the first four games a, a, a pro bowl wide receiver is no longer there one of his best defensive players is now playing for the giants you know and and, and poor guys like zach Ertz, who just wants to ride off into the sunset feeling good about the end of his career is like what yeah. in the world did I sign up yeah, for? Yeah, you know what? We're not in we're not in Kansas anymore. You know, if you're if you're yeah. Zach Ertz, man, we ain't Philly anymore. Uh, that, yeah. That's the yeah. that's the first thing. Here's the only thing, and I agree with you, by the way. And, and and you know who's a very close second after the the Bidwells, who were just buffoons as owners. Okay. It, it's Ursay. Ursay is very close. Oh, he's but, not, not, you know what? Um, I would uh, say I would say Ursay is second. I would say he's a distant second to the to the Bidwells and that organization out there. With all of this burner phone stuff, gutting the team, uh, former front office pe- people not leaking information about what's going on within the organization. This is like Commanders Part Two. <laughs> it is. It is following that great textbook, that that, that great blueprint that, that Daniel Snyder laid. But here's the only thing I think like sustains Gannon, Derek, is if everybody was on board before the season that hey. We're absolutely tanking. We're never going to say this publicly, right. but we are tanking. Understand what this is this year uh, because we got to rebuild this thing. Then it's like, all right, they have two losses. He's basically doing – it's like a Brett Brown situation. Yeah. He's doing what he should be doing. 
that might save him. But but he, as much as Gannon looks like he's going to be a mess, you can't fault him for any of this. This is the least talented roster by a long distance in the NFL. Uh, I wonder, uh, yeah, because because the Colts have defense. So you're right. I, I was thinking that the Colts could be close second or push for number one. Yeah. But they at least have a good defense. They have they're devo- they have an offensive line. But yeah. outside of that skill position, they're in a world of hurt in Indianapolis. You know, a rookie quarterback, no burners on the outside of receivers. Your 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 rushing leader who led the NFL in rushing two seasons ago is not playing. That that's that's another hot mess. But you're right. I think in terms of just overall talent, I'd have to agree with you on the surface that and even with Houston, Houston's got talent. They just have to grow. You know, Houston has a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. They just they just have to nourish it, you know, and it's going to take more than this season. But I expect Houston to won three games last year to make an improvement in that department. I don't know if Arizona is going to make an improvement over what, what wins they had last year. I know. In fact, it's going to be worse. Here's another weird thing. I, I just saw this on X on Twitter. So the Washington Commanders put a, a – tweet out and whatever what do we call them now if they're not tweets i don't know whatever i have no uh, idea announcing that they sold out their home opener really? okay congratulations yeah really i mean i know they haven't been drawing lately because the, the 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 you know the whole area turned on them with snyder and i guess they're trying to show like it's a new era but that's more embarrassing to point that out than it is anything else like you think the eagles are, are posting hey we sold out today no, they sell out every freaking home game that they have. I, I agree with you, but I also will throw in what you said initially. When you consider how frustrated, angry, irate this fan base has been for the last five, six years, because they knew going into the season they didn't have much of a hope. But now they have a new quarterback, a new offensive coordinator that everybody's raving about, their receivers, the draft. There's a new excitement around there. And so, okay, I understand what I'm making a big deal out of that now. You know, most teams in the NFL is like second nature. You know, as a matter of fact, the Eagles do announce when they do have sellouts, but it's like an afterthought because we expect the Eagles to sell out. Exactly. They have a waiting list. You know, team Green Bay, Green Bay has over 40,000 people on a waiting list to get Packer tickets. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Patriots, they're going to sell out. Giants, well, until they start losing, Giants sell out. Yep. Team, most teams sell out. So for Washington to come up, they're, they're probably throwing a party down there right now in the office. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, there's no question. That's <laughs> Different strokes for different folks, I guess. Uh, yeah, How else to look at it at this point? But um, all right, so uh, Eagles, as we mentioned, nine days out. We're going to have a little fun today with this, Derek. We're going to dip into the schedule in this sense. We're going to ask the question coming up in, in, in a couple minutes. What game are you most looking forward to? What rank the the quarterback fear that you have for the opposing teams that they're playing? Rank the opposing wide receiver fear uh, and opposing defense fear. We'll get into all those things in, in a little bit, and we're gonna have a little fun with Labor Day. We're gonna throw a party. Yep. We're gonna ask you. We're gonna throw it out there to you guys and us. Uh, who would you want to coordinate your Labor Day festivities? That's where we're going to start. Which in player? Ter- yep. In terms of the Eagles, which player would you want? Who's on the grill? Who's doing the beverages? Who's in charge of the house music, the yard games? You're going to get a little singing in there too. So we're going to we're going to throw a party 
and have a little fun with the Eagles. So we'll do that there as well. And we got the Phillies with a massive series here, Derek, against the Brewers. Uh, this is not just go down. Yeah, this is not just hyped up stuff. This is two teams with identical records, two teams playing very good baseball. Derek, one. 17 and 10 in the month of August, 117 and 9 in the month of August. Yep. Doing it kind of different ways. Brewers, it's a little more pitching, and Phillies, it's a little more offense. Yep. But this is going to be going to be a good one tonight, man. I'm I can't wait for this. And, and and of course the Phillies go in thinking, hey, we owe them. Milwaukee came in here in July and took two out of three from them. Yeah. And it was on the pitching. You know, yep. pitching their pitching was rock solid in that game. Mm-hmm. And now Phillies going in their place got to be thinking, we owe them. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. So we'll get into that a little bit later as well. All right. Here's the Eagles question of the day uh, that I have for everybody. What is your Eagles win total this year, regular season? What is your win total? Jump in there in the chat. Derek, you think about what you what, what yours is. I'll tell you where I'm at. And, uh, you know, when I say this, I think Eagles fans get annoyed. I don't think they're winning 14 games again, and it's simply a product of the schedule and just yeah. everything, you know, coming back. So I don't think it's going to be 14 again. And it wouldn't surprise me if it's the 11 or 12 range. I, I think that's what we're looking at. And and here's the thing, guys. It doesn't mean that they're a worse team. It doesn't. It just means the schedule's more of a challenge. Yep. So that's where I'm at. I'm going to go 12. I'm a 12-win guy. We're getting a lot of, lot of 12 and 5, some 13s. Yep. Uh, yep. John goes 14. M. Reyes goes 14. Moods Daz, Daz is 12. Tomas is at 13. Yep. Uh, Forest Hills, 12. Yeah. Bobby Murphy, 12. Dynasty. Father, Father Sean says 12. Moodswing Bell is 12. Yep. Father Sean's 12. I think it's pretty realistic, man. Like Kevin's got 13. Dank is uh, 13 to 15 range. Um, Let's see. Brandon, Chuck's 11. Brandon's 12. Brandon. Chris, Chris D. Uh, I'm at 11 realistically, optimistically 12. Fair. That's fair. Christy. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's, I, 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 that's where I'm at. Where are you at, Gunner? See, I'm right there with Christy and Phil Wash. Phil says 11 and six. I'm on the teeter totter. Every time I look at the schedule, I go back and forth between 11. Okay. 12 back to 11. I can see this team starting out five and oh, when you look at the first five games of the schedule, I can see them starting out five and zero, but after that, that's where it gets real tricky, mm-hmm. you know. And everything's based on health, you know, home game, road game, so on and so forth. Uh, so I'm, I'm, what is that? One, one win, win for each of the apostles. Father Sean's the apostles in there. He's on fire today, Father Sean. Oh my goodness, that's pretty good. Uh, uh, all right, so good question by Forrest. If you want to tie it into a win total, yeah. one seed or two seed. Oh, that's the risky run if you're down to 11 or 12, because I think the Cowboys are going to be right there in terms of win total. I think the Niners are going to be, you know, right there in terms of win total. I think it's going to be very close this year for that. I mean, think about it. The Eagles didn't even really have it locked up with 14 wins last year until the very last game. Because Cowboys were bird dogging them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I keep, I keep, I keep saying, Watch out for New Orleans because their schedule is so weak in terms of also being a one or two seed. I'd say more of a two seed. I think New Orleans is going to rack up more wins than we're giving them credit for. If they keep Michael Thomas healthy with Derek Carr under center, and once they get Alvin Kamara back, that team's going to be rolling. Mm -hmm. And you look at the division they're playing in, they could possibly go 6-0 and in the division. Yeah. Yep. You know. Yeah, that is – you're right. They're very fortunate to be – 
geographically where they are. Yeah. But I'm still I'm still on that teeter totter between eleven and twelve. Okay. And and again, are they healthy? How healthy are they this season compared last season? They spoiled us, no question about it. Mm-hmm. Can they can they sidestep all these landmines that are more difficult to get through? Mm-hmm. You know than last year. I mean, let's face it. Let's be honest. That schedule they had last year, that was that was well. Yeah, it worked out in terms of who they had, and also some of the quarterbacks that they missed for certain teams, and some of the right tackles and left tackles that missed those games that, that the Eagles played. Also, mm-hmm. you know, they went into those games. A number they played. There was three or four games. Right tackles were missing. Yeah. Right guards, you know, left tackles were missing. And then look at the collection of quarterbacks they played last year. Yeah. I, I agree. And look, and look, to the Eagles' credit, it's hard to maintain every week like they did and get up for every game and take care of business, too. It, it, it's not an easy thing to do. You get 14 wins in that league, that's a hell of an accomplishment, man. It oh, really my goodness. Is. With that schedule? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, it, it, you know, I understand people are jacked up about the prospects, especially with the influx of new talent, and rightfully so. They're the defending Super Bowl runners-up. Uh, that offense should be rolling. That offense should hit the ground rolling. The defense is going to take some time to get acclimated, I believe. But again, once you get past those first five games, it's like either or, either or. And I'm going to be interested in seeing how the national pundits, um, you know, stack up the Eagles when it comes to playing opponents after those first five games as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let, let's get a timeout here, Gunner. Let's come back and we'll dig into that that fear factor. Uh, if you will, uh, of the opponents that are coming up, and the opponent you're, you know, you're most excited to see play, but also the quarterbacks that scare you, the defenses, the receivers, the you know, the whole nine. We'll get into all of that when we come back. Then we're going to have our Labor Day party at one o'clock. We'll talk some Phillies as well. We have our NFL segment as usual. And if you thought you had a day yesterday, I'm not sure your day compares to Ronald Acuna Jr. Oh, my goodness. What went down with him, and it wasn't just on the field. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit later as well. All right, he's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Perfect day, man. This is my day. This is where I'm going. Going to see my guys at Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Yes, I will be stopping in and getting the grandma, the upside-down pizza, if you will. Uh, they've been family-owned since 1985. Alex and the crew were there seven days a week putting together just the absolute best food that you could possibly have fresh daily. Bravo Pizza has 20 different styles of pizza. They have slices to go. They have the, you name it, they'll make it specialized pizza your way. If you're not up for pizza, guess what? They got pasta. They have sandwiches. They have wraps. They have wings. They have salads. Am it all. Bravo Pizza of Havertown is also committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charities, for schools, for little leagues, where the proceeds go to those organizations. You could follow them at the Bravo Pizza of Havertown on Instagram and Facebook for daily specials and promotions. They're at 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. Give them a call. 610-446-3810. 610-446-3810. Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Check it out.
If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. Heading down the shore. Have a ball once more. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season and let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. That's Derek. I'm Rob. Uh, Gunner, I have a question for you. Yes. I, I don't think the official end of summer comes until I'm checking. I think it's like the 23rd the 20, of September. 21st of September. 21st. Okay. All right. Yes. So 20 days from now. Yes. But for you. Yes. Does this weekend mark the end of summer? Yes. Same here. Yes. Once we get it, past Monday, it, it to me, it's fall. It's, it's, it's fall because you're in football mode. You're looking uh, towards, uh, in my case, pre- and post-game shows at Ocean Casino, um, as well as games on top of games. You know, we focus on the Eagles game, but let's face it, because of what we do, we have to watch basically every game. We have to come keep stats on, on every game. So, yes, so summer is officially over as of Tuesday morning. Yes. And, of course, Tuesday morning, I always tell you, the day after Labor Day is the day when I start getting jacked up for football season. Yeah, that's, see, that's when you turn the corner officially. It's that yeah. internal struggle. It's like I'm in football mode, but yet I'm hanging on to those last moments of warm weather. Like next week in the 90s for three days in a row, Sunday, 88. Yeah. So Sunday through next Wednesday is my kind of weather. Yeah. So, but then all of a sudden, once the 21st hits, you start feeling that chill in the air, man. You, I know. You feel, you feel it. Old man winners tapping at the door. Yep. That's when I'm like. Well, the good news, here's the good news. Uh, like you said, uh, 90 Sunday, 
92 Monday in our area, yep. right? 94 Tuesday, 94 Wednesday, 92 Thursday, 88 Friday. So you can live it up this week temperature-wise. You still, you're still there, man. You're still there at least. Yeah, but, you know, instead of months, now it's just days and hours. I should <laughs> do my own countdown to fall. That's what I should do. I but, hear you. And you know what? While you were, When you were reading that Bravo commercial, pizza <laughs> commercial, yeah. so our producer, Tone, texts us and goes, that Bravo ad has me hungry. And then I text at the same time, my wife is watching, and she goes, let's go there. Yes. So I'm saying, do we get the Rob Ellis discount? Yes, we do. Uh, yeah, you you go there. Here, you let me know when you're going. Oh, yeah, my wife's like, we're we going. I'm, I'll reach out to my boy Alex, and you you will get taken care of. I, I Look, I don't – you know me. I don't endorse things if I'm not involved, and I don't know right. that it's real. Right. I, I literally am in there at least once a week. And here's How the thing. you 250 pounds? I, I don't know, man. I'm lucky, I guess. Um but the pizza is ridiculous. But the other thing is, like, you when do you see the pasta options and the really? wings? And you'll love this. The wings, the wing sauce is uh, off the charts. Uh, off the charts. I'm telling you, man. Like, just let me know. I'll take care of you. All right. All right. Take care okay. of you. All right. Um, all right. Hold, on, hold on, Rob. What? Trish, Trish, I got you too, Trish. Oh, ooh, that's a valid question. Yeah. She said, can we? trust rob's taste with it yes with this you can with this style of food with this type of food what you can't trust me with is uh breakfast cereal you know because i eat my cheerios dry you can't trust me with that uh i'm a weirdo with uh you know how i like my i like my burgers with no cheese on them i can't even talk to you i can't talk to you well I done. Ripping off of yeah, <laughs> but all of these things. Trust me on this. I would not steer Trish wrong. You're right? not one of these guys that gets pizza without the cheese or the sauce on it. Are you? No, no. I yeah. I see people sometimes that take the cheese off of it and they just no. You you can't do that. No, get that. No. Now, do you eat sausage or pepperoni on your pizza? I don't mind it. I don't prefer it. I like it plain. What? Yeah, I like it. Oh, uh, Trish, I think we may have to revisit. No, that. I don't mind. I don't mind pepperoni on there. So uh, what I can't do is the anchovies and some of the other stuff that people do. I'm not down with that. That's not no. Me. I like every now and then, depending on the style of pizza. I like I, I like mushrooms on my pizza. Now, is it a brick oven style pizza? Yes. Or is it a thick crust pizza? No, it's brick oven style. There we go. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Well, so and, and the other thing is, do you? I, I'll tell you. You do appreciate how good pizza is in in the on the East Coast when you go somewhere else and, and it's not nearly as good. Uh, I we were in California, man. I I couldn't get a decent even slice of pizza anywhere in California. It was not really uh, no. Wow. I'm telling you, yeah. But anyway, uh, In and Out was totally overrated too. But that's that's a whole different story. Um. All right. Well, I said I agree. <laughs> Thank you, Trish. And their fries stink. But anyway. All right. Um. Let's hit a couple things here, Gunner. Oh, man. So here's the question I'll pose to you and I'll pose to everybody in the chat, too. What game are you most looking forward to? For the This is all per, you know, pertaining to the Eagles schedule. All right? And let me give you some choices of some noteworthy ones. It could be as simple as week one because you're tired of waiting, right? It could be the Cowboys week nine. Week six, it could be the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. Week 11, it could be the Chiefs. Week 13, it could be the Niners. Which game are you most looking forward to? Oh, there's no question. Is that Niners game? Okay. Um, they've been whining since they lost to the Eagles. 
They wind into May and June. I want them healthy. I want their quarterback under center for four quarters. Yep. And the thing is, they got to come back into this domain to play that game. And I don't want any smack out of them when they get beat again. So, you know, I, I'm tired of them whining. I've never seen a team whine about a game as much as they have um, since that game was played. I'll give them the caveat. Yes, they lost two quarterbacks in that game. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was like going to a gunfight with a cap gun for most of, most of that game. Yep. But you know what? You take your lumps. You talk about it. You sulk about it. I'll give you maybe a week. But when it gets into March, April, May, June, I mean, enough is enough on this. And so I understand Dallas would be an obvious choice. But that Niners, that Niners game, that, that number one defense, that vaunted defense that the Eagles ran through, Mm-hmm. Granted, that defense was on the field a long time. Oh. You know? They were on the field forever. But I want the Niners to roll in here. I want that game to be matched against two teams that are expected to be at the forefront of their divisions. And I want it to be even Steven, and it's going to be the Hatfields and the McCoys. Yes. When they go at it. That game I've got circled five times on the schedule. It's rare I have to think about this. It's usually just automatic pilot, yes. Cowboys. Uh, but yeah. – there has been so much with the Niners. There has been so much crying from everybody, from the coach to the players to their to their you know media people to the fans. The whole nine. I mean, they have really vaulted themselves into the you know sports hate category. With exactly. How they handled this thing for sure. Um, and I've really gone back and forth on this one. You know, with the but I am so Derek. You know me. I can't. I can't move off my Cowboys uh, hatred. So. It's the Cowboys for me, but it is really – this thing's neck and neck in a photo finish, like getting to the finish line with those two teams, with the with the Cowboys and the Niners. It is really, really close. Okay, since you say the Cowboys, yeah, is it more of the Cowboys-Eagles here or Cowboys-Eagles there? Here. Here. Okay, here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely here. Um, And it's not to say – look, I'll, I'll be I'll be just as jacked for when, when they're there, but it's, it's the one here for sure. Now, I could easily see people say the Chiefs. You know, I could easily say – I saw Chris D. The, the Jets. The Jets, yeah. I want to see what Aaron Rodgers, what they're all about. And you may just say, I can't wait anymore for next Sunday. I, I want it to be the Patriots, man. That's yeah. the one I'm – you know, right. I'm looking most forward to. So, I, I totally get it. Um, But it is. It's tight. It is close uh, on that one. All right, let, let's dig into a couple other ones. We ranked our opposing quarterback fear factor. Mm-hmm. You want to take the first crack, and then I'll uh, I'll jump in. I'll let you go. All right, I'll go first. I'll work my way up uh, from five. Two is five. That's my number five. My four is Josh Allen. That's my number four. Three is Dak Prescott. That's my number three. Two is Aaron Rodgers. Yes. One is Pat Mahomes. Look, I can't put <laughs> look, I'm serious. Look, that was those were my five. All right. In order. Let me show you mine here. Uh right there. Right it's, there. Mahomes, Rogers. Yeah. It's like I'm working a green screen here. Uh yeah. Prescott, yeah. Allen, Tua. Yes. Dude, seriously. We got all five exactly the same. <laughs> it's, I mean, if, if Tua a Tua Tua had a phenomenal season until he got hurt. I mean, yeah. he had 25 touchdown passes and only eight interceptions. And he's throwing a Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. You know, you had 2,000-yard receivers on that team. Um, if if Tua's upright and breathing, Tua has really come a long way as a, a pro quarterback. Yep. And he has the ability to scramble. He can flat out scat. 
you know, when he gets outside. He's got so the he, right coach that, that, that plays yeah. in his strengths, too. You know, so he's dangerous. Josh Allen is Josh Allen. Josh Allen has a laser for an arm. Josh Allen can run. And Josh Allen is not afraid to put his shoulder down and take on a tackler with, you know, head on instead of sliding. Right. You know, trying to get Josh Allen to slide is like, it's not just a job, it's an adventure. Yeah. And look, he's got to, he does have to learn. I'm, I don't want him to get away from who he is, but he's got to learn or else he's, I don't care how big he is, he's going to get knocked out. Yes. He's going to get hurt. Dak had the worst season of his career. But Dak torched that Eagles defense. Yeah. He torched That's why the, he's on there for me. Yes. He's an Eagles. He's a different quarterback when he comes to Philly. Yep. But when he plays the Eagles down there, he torched his Eagles defense. And so obviously I want to see the Eagles get him twice. Aaron Rodgers, you know, in the in the small sample that we've seen, with the collection of, of talent that he has around him, um, you notice he goes to the, he's he's throwing court, shorter, quicker passes now. He's getting the ball out of his hands quicker. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers always had a quick release, a quick, accurate release. Now he's back to that Aaron Rodgers, that MVP level Aaron Rodgers, one, two, three, throw. You can just and tell he, he's rejuvenated. Too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He's like a kid in a candy store at 39 years old now. Yeah. And, of course, Mahomes is a magician. You know, Mahomes probably frustrates defenses more than any quarterback in the NFL. I agree. Because he doesn't just throw the ball. He underhands it. He flips it over the top. He's the best off schedule guy. Like he, if you're if you're showing a high school or grade school kid, you're trying like you're like, all right, kids, you, you don't mechanically you don't want to be doing this kind of thing. You don't be throwing against your body or throwing it the no look or whatever. But he is so talented. You throw all that stuff out the window. It supersedes right, right. his his raw innate ability. He's also man. He is a driven guy. You watch that quarterback documentary. You see that. Patrick, this isn't luck. This guy works his tail off. Yeah, he does. And he work he works at these off schedule type throws also. Yep, all the time. You know, how many times did we see video last year of uh, practice clips of him practicing a no look pass in practice? Yeah. Yep. You know, I mean, does, that, part of the training that he does, he puts his body contorted in these weird spots. Yes. So he can make those throws if somebody's wrapped around his waist or he's, you know, whatever's going on. He trains. He's falling to the ground throwing sidearm. Yep. I mean, he was a pitcher in baseball. He's got a great arm. There's no yeah. question about that. You know, when he played baseball yeah. uh, in high school and college. But the fact that a lot of what he does, you cannot teach. Right. And and kudos to Andy Reid for identifying that early in his career and say, letting the kid go. You know, a lot of times a coach and a quarterback coach will try to take a guy and and, and re, repolish him. Yeah, reprogram him. So you have to make you a conventional NFL quarterback. You have to throw over the top. You have to – you know, now th- their coaching staff identified w- teach them the mechanics at this level, but also in- integrate what he does naturally. Don't take that away from him naturally. Totally. I- and I give it look, Andy is very progressive. Andy is not a guy that is stuck in his ways who's been, you know, coaching for 20, what is yeah. it now, 24, 25 straight years. Yeah. He is ahead of the curve. He incorporated a lot of the college stuff. He, he, and you're right. He doesn't try to just put these clamps on Mahomes. He, he, in fact, hey man, be you. You know, go out and be you. Yep. Um. So yeah, that that's that's good. Yeah, I, that's amazing. We have the same list. All right. Let let's go to a uh, receiver. Ah. Receiver fear here. Um. I I I didn't necessarily do this in order, but I'll 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 throw mine. Yeah. And then you see where you're at. Okay. Okay. I went Jefferson. I especially want I, I threw Jefferson in there, Derek, because. They did a good job on him last year. I yes, think he's he going to be chopping at the bit to get after them this year. I agree, but I did not put Jefferson on my list. It's, even though he led the NFL 
in receiving with over 1,800 yards. I did not put him on my list. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, but because the Eagles handled him last year. Yeah, so you because, think they, they have the blueprint to, to let him not kill them again this year. Yeah, and they've got to come here. Now, if they were playing in Minnesota, maybe a little different. Yeah. But because they're playing him here, I think the Eagles have the blueprint to corral him here. Okay. Okay. So I did not put him on my list. But um, you want to do your list first? You want me yeah, to go? Yeah, I'll, ju- I'll just give you – all right, so I went um, – I'll work backwards. I, I, I went Mike Evans – who, you know, the big question with him is, well, we'll get to him later in terms of contract, but is is Baker Mayfield going to be the guy? You know, what's going to happen there? You know, but he yeah. still seems to manage to put up numbers no matter what the situation is. So I have Mike Evans. I have Stefan Diggs because they will be playing the Bills. I have Jalen Waddell. I have okay. Tyreek Hill. I have Justin Jefferson. Okay. That's my order. So I went number one, Jefferson, Tyreek Hill two, Waddell three, it's crazy. I have two guys from the same team, Diggs, yep. and then Mike Evans are my uh, my. I if you want to go a little bit deeper, I threw C.D. Lamb in there, Debo in there, and D.K. Metcalf too. I put my five receivers entailed. Who could be a deciding factor in a game? So I put D.K. Metcalf because not only is he lightning fast, this dude is built. You know, you we talk about how built AJ oh. AJ Brown is. Yeah, D.K. Metcalf. Is like, you know, he's cut. He's he's chiseled out of steel. This dude. Cut, it's ridiculous. And I he looks like me. I mean, he's similar. We're similar exactly. body with, with yeah. the pizza. Yeah, I get it. You know, <laughs> with the pizza. <laughs> and I still can't get that play out of my head where he started at the goal line and tracked the cornerback down all the way down the field oh. and tackled him. That's one of the most phenomenal plays I've ever seen. The way he caught up to that guy, he was at least ten yards behind him when he started. Yeah, it was a great awesome play. He caught that cornerback inside the five-yard line. The cornerback gets up looking at him like, are you kidding me? Yeah. No. Uh, I put Debo in number four because not so much the receiving, but because he gets the ball in his hands. And he is so tough to bring down. Mm-hmm. He's got great moves, great speed, great hands, and he's on a mission. He came out earlier this year and said, I didn't play anywhere near my potential last year. Yeah. Now, he only played in 13 games, so he missed four games. But, you know, he had 98 total touches from receiving to, 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 to carrying the ball. Mm-hmm. He had 864 yards and six touchdowns. So that was an off year for him because not it was on that, wasn't that long ago he was a 1,000-yard receiver, which he parlayed into that big contract he got from the Niners. I, I expect him to have a monster year if he stays I home. do, too. Yeah. I do, too. Uh, number three, I put Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is a game changer. There's no question about it. And you look at some of the acrobatic catches he makes – uh, and plus, you know, that team, and especially Josh, Josh Allen, is trying to appease him after what they went through with him this summer. So they want him to be up on that pedestal. They want him focused, laser-focused every game. Yep. And so he's the kind of guy, too, that you throw a ball up in a, in, in a clutch situation, it's more than 50-50 chance he's coming down with the ball. Uh, yeah, I look, I agree with you. I, I think, too, there was such a weird offseason with him that I think he's going to be really dialed in and he's going to want to just sort of like show people some things. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I expect big things out of Diggs. I do. Now my number two might surprise you. I put Garrett Wilson at number two. Wow. That high Garrett Wilson. Phenomenal rookie. When you think about, he was the offensive rookie of the year and who was throwing him the ball. Huh. Look at how many different people threw him the ball and he still emerges as the offensive rookie of the year. Now he's got a hall of famer and they've already built this chemistry. That back shoulder throw. That Aaron Rodgers throws is still the best in the game. 
And you saw it, you saw a sample of it in a preseason game. Um, I think I think Garrett Wilson is going to have a phenomenal year. He's fast. He's his hands are, you know, his hands are up. No, I, I love that. But you're right. The the, the yeah. Rodgers effect could you saw how good he was with with let's face it, garbage last year. Yes. You know? Exactly. And, and my number one, there's no question, Tyreek Hill. If I'm mm. a cornerback and I know I'm covering Tyreek Hill, I'm laying in bed at night, my eyes are wide open. Because I'm thinking about all the scenarios where yeah. I could be on his highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Because you know at some point, you as a DB are going to be on Tyreek Hill's highlight reel. Yeah, You can't avoid it. The only way you can avoid it is if he gets injured in a game and he's, he doesn't come back in a game. But at some point, you are going, whether it's a slant route, a hitch pass, or a deep post, you are going to be on Tyreek Hill's highlight, uh, highlight reel. The last thing you want is to be on an island with him without any kind of safety help. Nope. I mean, if you're in zero coverage, which zero coverage means basically it's you one-on-one with that dude. I don't care who you are. There's a little piece of you that's like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> there just has to be. You know, there, we, we, we chastised, if there was one aspect, we constantly chastised Jonathan Gannis' defense for his play. For his DBs playing seven to ten yards off receivers. Yeah, yeah. If I'm a DB, I'm asking the coach, can I play at least fifteen yards off Tyreek? Yeah, you're saying, can we, coach? Can we do the Gannon on this yeah. one? Can we do the Gannon on this one? <laughs> yeah, can I play at least fifteen yards off Tyreek Hill? Can I play in the Jetro parking lot? Right Tyreek now? Hill, I think, is the only wide receiver in the game. There is not a cornerback in the NFL that can cover him one on one. And yes. I'm talking about Sauce Gardner, Stephon Gilmore. You name any, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, Jalen, Jalen Ramsey, what any of those guys? Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't think of a cornerback that can cover this dude one on one. There's, yep. there isn't one. Yeah, yeah, he, he is. He, he is the guy who, I would say, like if if you're just out there on an island with him, he strikes the most fear in you. I would, I would, I would tend to agree with that. All right, let's uh, let's go, let's move on here to uh to defense, Derek, and which of the defenses that the Eagles are facing scares you? the most you want mm. first crack uh yeah i'll right. say the jets okay the jets defense now they tied for fifth in quarterback sacks with 45 yep but this is another year in, in robert salas defense the defense overall fence finished fourth overall in defense they were number three against the pass they were fourth in points allowed 18.6 mm-hmm. points per game the Jets lost their last six games because they had no offensive help last year, and they lost seven of their last eight. In their last six games, they gave up 27 points to Minnesota, and then after that it was 20, 20, 19, 23, and 11. If you have any kind of offense, you're in all of those games. Yep. Okay? If they had any kind of offensive help, they might – they had nothing at that point, and basically they had conceded the season. Mm-hmm. At one point, the Jets were 7-4 and four last year. They ended up 7-10. and 10. Mm-hmm. Okay, now a year older, a year wiser, and much better at the quarterback spot. Yeah, it's payback. Yeah, you, you do tend to forget they got off to a pretty decent start. Yeah, they did. Yeah, because it's think about who was again. Think about who was quarterbacking them. Yeah, and look at how they finished up. That's and cool. Robert Salas, maybe he was taking notes. He was taking notes at seven and four. He was looking good. Remember when he said that? I'm taking, I'm taking notes. No, he's, he's taking receipts. Yeah, uh, fitness rebel checking in. What's up, fitness rebel? Um, yeah, so all right, I'll give you mine. I, I I throw a few in there. I have the Jets on there. 
I agree with you. Um, I had the Cowboys in there. Okay. That's a very good defense. I hate, yes, to, hate to admit it, but yeah, you know, it's a very good defense. Very fast. Uh, I have the Bills in there. Yes. The Bills defense is legit, and especially when they get Von Miller back after the first four games. Uh, I have New England. The team the Eagles are going to be seeing the first week. Man, don't sleep on that defense, people. I'm telling you right now, they're in a, their issues are offensively, not defensively. Matthew Judon and the boys are going to be ready. Uche is nasty. I mean, they they have some they got some ballers on that. And then I, I got to go Niners, man. I mean, oh no question. You know that depending on what happens with Bosa, we talked about it yesterday. I think it'll be a little hit that they take early, but they'll maintain. They'll be able to to get through it. But you look at them across the board defensively. That is a stacked you know, unit that they have right there. Well, Jonathan, uh, John Lynch came out and said, um, we fully expect Bosa to sign an extension. So obviously they know they've got to pay him. Yeah. When is he going to be paid? Who knows? He might miss, he might miss the first game or two, Mm -hmm. but outside of that, when that deep, even without him, that defense is nasty. Yeah. It's the reason why they finished number one. Yeah. And, and they can they, they're they're good in a lot of ways. I mean, their pass rush is good. Their linebacking play is really really strong. I mean, they can do a lot of different things. Um, yeah, yeah. They're, they're versatile. I mean, think about it. And, and Purdy did a really good job sort of managing things last year. But yeah. they won. They won on that run because that defense is so good. No question. I like Buffalo's defense, but it's not like I said yesterday when we were talking about them. Yeah. It's not the same defense up front without Von Miller. Yeah, it's a big loss. That part of it's big. Now, like, Vaughn Miller's in that in there. That's a much different defense. You know, they're going to have a way harder time overcoming that than I think the Niners will if Bosa's holding out. Yes, yes. you know, I agree. Uh, I just don't think they have enough, uh, you know, across the board on on that side of the ball. But I do I, love their safeties. I love Buffalo safeties. Jordan Poyer right. and Micah Hyde are are one of the best uh, safety tandems in in all the National Football League. Guys have been around a long time too. Yeah. You know, both of those guys. I still can't get over how the Eagles gave up on Jordan Poirier so quick. That's it's it's an underrated miss. You know, Eagles fans, we, talk, we obviously you look at Justin Jefferson and, and some other really, you know, prominent ones, but that's uh that was a big whiff you know, on Jordan Poirier. And he's really settled in. He settled in really nicely there. And it's I had mean, a heck every, of a career. Every time every team has a whiff, but yeah. man, I, I just thought the Eagles didn't take enough time to try to develop the kid. And he goes to Buffalo and gets in Sean McDermott's defense. All of a sudden, he's a pro bowler. Yeah. 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 It, it's amazing how that works, right? Um, that's for sure. Mm. All right. So, uh, coming up here, Gunner, we are going to have our party. It's Labor Day, man. It's Labor Day. Weekend, and we're going to have a party. We're having a cookout. Uh, we're, we're going into the backyard. All right. We're going to grill. We're going to have beverages. We're going to have music. Uh, we're going to be playing games in the yard, you know, cornhole and whatnot. We're going to get into all of it. And it's, we're going to tie it all into the Eagles. So who do you want coordinating the whole thing? Who do you want on the grill? Who do you want doing the drinks? Who do you want doing the music, yard games, the whole nine? We'll dig into all of that. We may even give a speech, an inspirational speech, before we get into our festivities. Not like Jonathan Gannon's, where you're going to not be hungry and want to leave the second he says it to you. So yeah. we'll do who's, all taking a, who's taking a bus? Who's taking a car? Who's got, who's got fire in their belly? Yeah. Huh? What? Fire in the belly. What? My God. I have indigestion. Is is that what you're talking about from listening to you? All right. So uh, let's step aside. We'll come back. We'll have our Eagles Labor Day party. He's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Going to tell you right now about my guy, Jim Murray, and Principal Financial Group. You know, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, I, I I don't tell you about folks. I don't endorse things 
unless I partake and participate personally. And Jim Murray, to me, is as good as at what he does and as trustworthy as anybody I have ever dealt with when it comes to your finances. Um, you know, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you might have a small business, you're trying to get the employee benefits off the ground. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. I personally have entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be as well. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. Or you could email him as well. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. own a company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast call jacob media right now at 267-261-3428 Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com.
Welcome back in, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. He's Derek. I'm Rob. Happy uh, beginning of your Labor Day weekend. Hope you have a nice, relaxing weekend in front of you. That's for sure. Uh, speaking of, uh, I know a lot of people like to chill, like do a little cooking out, uh, hit the backyard, hit the deck, do your thing. So we thought, you know what? Let's tie this into the Philadelphia Eagles. So we're going to have our our party, our sports take party with the birds. And we're going to have we're going to have to figure out who we want in charge of things there cuz if you have the wrong person in charge, the whole party could be messed up, man. Exactly. You got to get this right. All right. So let's start with this one. Who would you want to coordinate? Who who is taking charge of the the whole operation of this thing and overseeing this thing and delegating and you got this and you have that. Bah, 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 bah. Who do you want in charge of this thing? I don't think there would be a better party planner or gathering of people than Brandon Graham. Oh, um, you talk about Mr. Personality, Mr. Gregarious by nature. You can't say no to Brandon Graham. Even if you didn't want to show up, you can't say no to him because of his personality. He just he just brings a, a, a breath of fresh air to a room and he can get people to do things they may not want to do. Mm. So if there's somebody who's going to delegate it, come on, man. I know you don't want to do it, but I mean, come on. It's a team party, man. Come on. Just this one time. All right, BG, I'll do it for you. That's got right. that type of mentality. I'd have to say Brandon Graham is my party planner. That's a good choice. I like that. I like that better than mine. I went with Howie because Howie. I know every detail. He'll get every detail done and you'll have the budget to be able to pay for everything that you that's, need. That's pretty good. <laughs> You know what I mean? He's not all of a sudden going to run out of something and be like, dude, I don't have any more money, man. We're, we're, we're stuck. Like you're going to be fine, you know, with Howie uh, planning this thing. So you're saying he won't go over the cap and spend it? He will not go over your cap. That's correct. It's a, it's a soft cap for the party, (laughs) but he won't go over. I like that. Okay. That's good. That's good. All right. This is, see, I would nominate you for this one. If we weren't going with the Eagles, I, I want you as like an assistant here. I want you right. sort of supervising this, but let someone else do the heavy lifting. All right. Who's manning the grill gunner. I'm leaning towards Lane Johnson. And Ooh. here's why Lane is from Texas barbecue capital of America. Yeah. You know, he's in Oklahoma, another big barbecue state, you know, Lane likes to get out there and grill every now and then also. Lane would probably has has all these old home recipes from his grandma who he told. Remember, he told his grandma, "Shut up, grandma, sit down." When his grandma said she was a Dallas Cowboys, a Cowboys fan. fan, yeah. I said, how, "How do you tell your grandma to shut up? You know, sit down somewhere?" He, he said, "I'll sit your ass down, grandma." I'm like, <laughs> that was, I was great. Like, he was, that was one of the best lines ever. Yep. But I think I think Lane has an inside track on doing the barbecue just right. Where everybody keeps going back for second and thirds, whether it's ribs, chicken on the grill, burgers, brats, whatever the case may be. I think Lane is that guy. Yeah, that's a good choice, man. That's, I think you're two for two so far. See, I thought Landon Dickerson because if you look Ooh. at Landon Dickerson, he looks like he's enjoyed some barbecue. Yeah. Hey, you know Down what I mean? Alabama. Yeah. He would he'd roll up in his overalls and he'd be ready to really dig in and go to work. Like whatever you need it done, he'd crush it on the grill. So That's I like a good that. choice. That's a good choice. Good like old that. Southern boy down in yeah. Alabama. Hey, Alabama, especially Birmingham. Birmingham's got some great barbecue places. And I would imagine Tuscaloosa does also. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, this might be the easiest one, like for me, the most obvious one. The beverages, I, I got Kelsey all day, every day. Slam dunk, slam yeah. dunk. Yeah, 
I mean, he's going to get it right. He, he might even, you know, jump over, start bartending a little bit, mix some stuff for you, whatever. You want to have a little, uh, you know, chugging contest. He's not afraid to do that either. That That is Kelsey just written all over it, that one. Yeah, you know, uh, Ke- Kelsey likes to indulge a little bit, likes a nice cold beer every now yeah. and then, you know. And I, I would put him definitely in charge of bringing the – how many 20 kegs of beer? You know how many <laughs> kegs of beer you would need for that in like this? You know, oh, my goodness. Them. And he's yeah. got his boys that can help him carry. He's got a whole bunch of uh, – what does what uh, Lane Johnson call them? Jurassic Park offensive Jurassic line. Park guys, yeah. 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 You know what you do on that one, Derek? This is where you make Cam Jurgens and Tyler Steen earn their keep a little bit. The younger Ooh. dudes are lugging in the kegs. Ooh. For Kelsey, Ooh, yeah, good point. The Kelsey can't guys, be doing that kind of lift, heavy lifting, no, man. No. no, the old, the older guys like Kelsey and Lane, you know, they got they, they don't want to wrench their backs. You yeah. know, you know it takes that much longer to, to heal up. Let them young guys. You got Cam in there. You're right, Lane. You know, you got Landon. Uh, then you got Tyler Steen. Yeah, yeah. You know, let those young guys carry those kegs for you as All a right. young, as a young player initiative. That's the most obvious one. All right, I'll, I'll give you who, who I wanted to. This is just house music. This is not singing, okay? Right, right. Here's who I want in charge of house music. I want Slay. Okay. I think Slay will Ooh. crush it. I think, I think Mrs. Slay will be there with him, yep. making some suggestions, kind of doing her thing too. But I think he's going to get that thing, you know, banging real quick. That's a great one. I missed that one. But I think my, my, my option would be a close second. I put A.J. Brown. Oh yeah, AJ Brown seems like that smooth character. Yep. You know, he likes to wear his jewelry. Um, and if you put him on a turntable, I think he would have that music flowing. Man, the music—I think AJ's music would make your knees freeze, your back crack, and your liver quiver. You know, I <laughs> think AJ would be smooth on the turntable, man. Uh, that's old school. I like it. I like it. Yeah, but that's yeah. You you have to now. I, here's the, here's the only question I, I would wonder: like, are you worried about like mixing it up? Like, are you going to try to appeal to like, you know, the, the dudes who want to hear some country? Or are you yeah, just you just yeah. cracking your thing, man? What like what what do you what do you do? Yeah, you're gonna have a nice mixture in there, and if you're smart, whoever the DJ is, before the party jumps off, you go around and, and ask your teammate. I mean, what kind of music do you like? Okay, you know, yeah, you mix names. and match a little bit. Yeah. yeah, give me some names. Give me some. Give me some song titles. Uh-huh. You, know, you got you got some R and B in there. Yeah, some hip hop in there. You got some rap. You got some country in there. You know, and who knows? There might be a couple of guys that might they, they like a little Michael Bublé. You, that, never, yeah. <laughs> you never know. Boy, you, know. you want you want to stop this thing quick? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, okay, I like that. Um, all right, yard games. So Ooh. we're oh. horseshoes, cornhole, you know, wiffle ball, what, whatever, whatever you're, you know, you're into. This is I had a hard time with this one. I left that one blank. And as I'm sitting here thinking about it, um, uh, man, you know who I'm going to give it to. Oh. I'm going to give it to Nicobe Dean. Nicobe Dean, yard. Yeah, yard. because look, he's a young guy who's who's organized and trusted enough to run the defense, to have the to have the mic, to have the yellow, you know, the the green uh, sticker on his helmet. I'm going to entrust him to get it right with the yard games, having no idea what it's going to look like. But I am going to give it. I'm going to give it to uh, to the young cat. I'm going to go to Kobe Dean on this one. I'm going to go with, now that you put yours out there, I'm going to say Dallas Goddard. Okay. Dallas Goddard is a, a low-key kind of guy, but he looks like a guy who likes to have games, likes to, likes to challenge every now and then, likes to yeah. challenge his teammates. 
yeah. you know, cornhole, horseshoes, yeah, maybe a volleyball game. You know, I, 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 I'm going to put Dallas Goddard in that in that category. I like that one. That's a good choice. All right, now I, again, I guess this is a no brainer, but we'll throw it out there anyway. We know who's singing. Oh, right? oh heck yeah! All day, every day, it's Jordan Mailata, right? Oh, I mean, is there any? Is there anybody? I mean, those guys all, to their credit, held their own during with the Christmas album they did, right? So, yeah, yeah. who would you, if you take the obvious out of it, who who else would you just go with? Like one of the offensive linemen? No, because I've heard them sing. I don't want to hear them <laughs> sing again. I don't want to hear any of them sing again. Hmm. Um, I can't think of anybody other. You know, if I if I was still in the locker room every day, would be yeah, yeah you'd know yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are always singing in the locker room, but yeah. I can't think of anybody else. You know, I, t- I t- Dallas, don't show up without your ukulele. I mean, I'm a Jordan. Jordan, don't show up without the ukulele. Yeah. Um, and, you know, because people in that locker room respect this singing so much, whether they can sing or not, they would just join right in. Yeah. Well, my whole dad says that Slay can sing. So maybe we, maybe we, maybe I bust Slay off of the mu- the house music and I just okay. have him, have him cranking out some tunes himself, maybe. Hmm. I got to hear it first. I got to hear it. See, we've heard Jordan Mylotta sing. Mm-hmm. So I, he's I, he's a slam dunk choice in the music. You know, I, I, I just can't take somebody else's word that, hey, so-and-so can sing. I haven't heard him sing. Maybe they yeah. have. I have not. So based on what we know, I have to go Jordan Mylotta in this case. All right. here. This one's – it depends what you're looking for here. All right? Who's giving the motivational speech? <laughs> That's easy. That's Kelsey. You go Kelsey, play. right? Kelsey would would definitely be like wildly entertaining, right? Where you're just oh like goodness. this dude, man. You're kind of looking around, right? But think about like Jalen Hurts could that could be epic, man. If he just he he gives you one of these like we're gonna have the best party you've ever seen. We are we are gonna crush it in in the game. <laughs> like he might get you like Here, weirdly fired up for this thing. Here's the thing with Jalen though. He's such a deep thinker. You know, you you sit there thinking about what he just said instead of reacting to it right away. Yeah. See, Kelsey reminds me of John Belushi in Animal, Animal House. Yeah. No matter what he says, people are jacked up. They're ready yeah. to go. Yep. Jason Kelsey could get you fired up to play a volleyball game. It's true. Darts, ping pong, cornhole. You'll be fired up just to go against each other in those type of games. See, yeah, it's a good Jaylen, point. You'd be saying, man, what did he just say? Let me think about this. By the time you, you figured out what he's talking about, he's already moved on to another point. See, I need somebody that no matter what comes out of their mouth, everybody's jacked up and yelling and high-fiving because of what they said. So Jason Kelsey has to be an obvious choice. All right. I, I was trying to go out of the box. You know, Sirianni be good, too. Sirianni. Oh, that'd be another good one. You know, yeah. I mean, they whatever he says, man, it connects with those guys. Long as he doesn't start talking about planting flowers, <laughs> but <laughs> I can can't you see him? See, here's where I think he'd be good. When you're playing the yard games, Sirianni be everywhere. Come on, man! Like we, we got to win this, you know. You're playing like in the driveway, playing hoops. Yeah, I can yeah. see him being the guy who's losing his mind if you're if you're you know you're down a couple points. He's yeah. that guy. Oh, you know what? Thomas Burke brings up a good one. Jeff Stoutland for yes. motivational speak. Yeah, Jeff Stoutland. Stoutland's going to give you the technique. All right, here's how you bend your knees to lift the keg and put it in. Yeah. This is what you do here. He, he's going to get you technically, you know, fundamentally sound. 
here's here's the here's the proper technique to throw the bag in cornhole. Yes, know, that yeah. kind of stuff. He's a technician. And with Stoughton, though, you'd have to drop a few boop boop boop, especially if it's a family gathering. Uh, well, Stout. Who, all right, who over under on who curses more, Mylotta or Stoutland? I say I Michael. I Michael. I Michael Mylotta. I don't know. You might be able to throw Kelsey in there. Yeah, Kelsey. Yeah, I think Kelsey can control it better than Mylotta can. Mylotta, man, he is just—he's just gonna say what he's gonna say. It's out there, man. It's I'd say there. it's neck and neck between him and Stoutland. Yeah. You know, and I've heard I've heard Stoutland get after some people, and I'm like, oh man, oh my goodness. You know, so I think it'd be neck and neck between those two. Okay. All right. Now who I, it, it was good because JM brought this up. I didn't think of this category that we, we would need. Who's the bouncer? Like if things get crazy, who's the guy who's either coming over and talking to you, or guess what, dude? You're out of here. He he said Boston Scott. That that I don't know if I'd be messing with Boston Scott. I that guy is a brick. I, w- I wouldn't, but he's only five six. I need more of an imposing figure. So I might have to say I might have to go Jalen Carter here. I, oh, I might go Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis is another good one. Um, I, w- I could also put I could also put my lot in that category. Are you arguing with a guy who's Six, six, seven, no. 350 pounds. I mean, Fitness Rebel says Dom. She's not wrong about that. Oh, my boy Dom. Oh, and let me tell you something. Let me change that. <laughs> I would go Big Dom because I've seen what Big Dom has done. And I'm yep. not, don't ask me what, but I've seen some of the things Big Dom has done. Yep. Uh, Jalen Carter, second. Malata, third. Yeah. That's good. They're good ones. Yeah. Hey, the thing is, we the the hard part is we don't know about some of the new guys. Like we right. don't know enough right. about enough about Swift. We don't know enough about Penny. Uh, you know, and some obviously some of the guys they drafted right now. It's it's it, it's a tough call to see who, you know, would be what. Here's a category. Here's another category. Say you're running low on supplies, whether it's beverages or a certain type of food. You need somebody to leave the party and get to the store quickly and come back. Yep. I'm giving it to Sidney Brown. <laughs> That dude's a hundred miles a minute. Uh, yeah, oh, there's no doubt he is that. Um, yeah, that's a that's a good one, man. Uh, j- yeah, he's the, the, you know there's hustle. Like there's never a second where you're questioning. Like where is he? He's boom. He's in and out. That that's a good one. I like depending that. depending on how close the store is to the party. He might not even get in his car. He might just run to the store and back. I think you could be correct. Burn off some energy. Yeah, grabbing somebody's bike and just just pedaling away. Just roll, um, yeah. Well, yeah. So I, I'm trying to think. So we went food, games, yep. music, singing, beverages, coordinating the party, bouncing it. What did I? Did we miss one? Yeah. Who, who's paying for the food? Who's paying for the food and the beverage? Uh, I think it's easy, Mr. Laurie. Absolutely. And Jeffrey Lurie. Absolutely. You can write that off, right? It's a team function. It's a tax write-off. Absolutely. Absolutely. And on top of that, there is no budget. It's an open-ended budget. Yes. All right. So if you you had hold on. If you had your decision, I mean your your it's your choice. Who is calling? Who who is on the call? Who's broadcasting the yard games for you? Give me your all time. It could be alive or dead. Yeah. Who do you want doing play-by-play, color, and sideline reporting? 
I'm torn between past and current. So I would say either Vin Scully or Gus Johnson. Oh, okay. Can you imagine Gus Johnson calling play-by-play of a volleyball game, cornhole? Oh, my goodness. Oh, he John would lose Madden. his mind. John he, would, he, he wouldn't need a microphone. Harry Callis is a good one. Harry Callis is a good one. Uh, Fitness Rebel wants Ray Diddy doing the uh, doing the sidelines. I like that. Everybody wants Merrill doing play by play. Our choices. Well. How about Merrill? Yeah, I like I like Merrill and Madden. You can combo Madden. those two. Good choice. That's a good combo. Yeah, that's a really good combo. Man, who's sidelines? Sideline reporter for the game. Um, Quick? Do we use Quick as the sideline reporter? No, because he's too he's too subdued. He's too you know he would be funny, but I want somebody who can give me some inside detail. He, Mike Quick is smooth as silk, man. He he's, is. Too, he's too monotone in a lot of ways. Okay, I have. I love, I love Mike Quick. How about we again? We're going alive or dead. Yeah. How How about Tony Siragusa comes back and he does sidelines? Oh my goodness! Oh my god, that would be funny. Oh, that would I be, can see it, man. That would be – how about um, – man, let's see, sideline reporter. Wow, that that's – I need somebody who's quick wit, insightful, and yet can inflect, inflect some humor. Siragusa falls in all those categories. Yeah, because I think he'd be great with, like – Really, you know, like ripping something. Look at the form there on it. You know, the way he's throwing the cornhole, whatever. You know what I mean? I think he'd yeah. be great as far as that goes. Jim G says Jaws is a good one. Jaws would be great, I think, for color analyst. As uh, yeah. yeah. Jam says Baldinger. I like I like Baldy. Like the, only thing, the only thing with Baldy, you get hypnotized by the finger hanging down like that's, this. But that's good. That adds to the fun. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. Yes. You be sitting there doing like this instead of listening to what he's saying. You know. Yes. Yes. Um, let's see. I'm sure Tone. Let's see who who did Tone put in there. Let's see. Okay. All right. Tone said Landon Dickerson and Cox. Oh yeah, I forgot about Fletcher Cox as a bouncer. Oh, Fletcher Cox. I Fletcher would, Cox I wouldn't argue that one. Yeah. But yeah. Fletcher Cox has a mean streak in him too. Yeah, I wouldn't argue that one. He'd be good mm. as a bouncer. All right. That was that was fun, man. That was fun. Let, let's um. Let's swing back here to what we were doing earlier. We were kind of looking at the teams on the Eagles' schedule. If I had to ask you, I'm asking you off the cuff, so you, you just you can think about it for a minute. The coach that you fear the most. Ooh. That's okay, so here, here I'll give you the team so you can think about it. Give you a second Ooh. to think about it, okay? Belichick, right out of the shoot, okay? Uh, Kevin O'Connell, who was in his second year, did a nice job in his first year in Minnesota. Todd Bowles, Ron Rivera. Sean McVay, Robert Sala, uh, mm. Mike McDaniel, uh, Rivera again, uh, Mike McCarthy, Andy Reid, Sean McDermott, Kyle Shanahan, uh, McCarthy again, Pete Carroll, uh, Brian Dable, Jonathan Gannon. Of that grouping, which one concerns you the most? Uh, I've got it. I've got it. Man, I'm torn between McDaniel and Andy Reid. With the way Kansas City and Miami run their offenses, um, I've got to pick one. I'd say Andy Reid because you don't know what they're going to do. They can line up in the same formation 12 times, and it's 12 different variations of the play. Yep. And so I would say 
I would say Andy Reid worries me the most about what's he going to come up with next. Yeah, because it, it, you can't separate Reed and Mahomes. I, I mean, what no, Reed is no. able to do to get the most out of Mahomes, what Mahomes with Mahomes' unbelievable ability, the combination of those two is deadly, right? Yeah. If you if you were yes. excluding, which you can't do, but I'm, you know, if you were just looking at it on face value, Belichick would scare you, obviously. Uh, just because he and, and he's also going to have an entire offseason to game plan this thing. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, defensively. Um, you know, as far as the others go, I I don't know that I'm like quaking in my boots with really anybody else. Frankly, um, McVeigh's going to be present challenges because he's very innovative offensively. But, but I think I most think, most of the other guys, it just relates that what kind of talent you have on the roster. Yeah, I don't fear McVeigh as much this year because they don't have the talent they had a few years ago when they won that Super Bowl. Yeah, now, he's very innovative with his offense, very creative. Um, oh, I, I didn't even think about Kyle Shanahan. What is he? Because, dude, if you talk about plays of deception, constant motion when they step to the line of scrimmage, you don't know what he's about to run next. I yep. mean, they run some creative stuff. They really do. Yep. Um, so I've got to put Kyle Shanahan in that mix as well. Mm-hmm. Um, man, but I'm still going to stick with Andy Reid, though. Uh, and here's why. Over the last couple of seasons, and this is during the during the season, Travis Kelsey and Mahomes have revealed about how sometimes during games they draw plays during the game, stuff yeah. they don't even practice. And that, again, that speaks to Andy Reid being, yes. "Hey, man, all right, good, you know, let, let's roll it." And so I'm, I'm like, "Are you kidding me? You're making up plays during a game at crucial points of a game?" Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I got Andy Reid's at the top of that list, no question about it. Uh, yeah, that, that that's to me, that's you know where I'm at. I'm at, I'm there with Andy. I'm there with Belichick. Uh, you know for sure, just simply yeah. because I know, especially having to play him week one, yeah, um, is going to be a challenge. I don't know, like, I don't know enough about Salah yet, like with, with talent now. You know what he's going to be like. I know McDaniel, if two is healthy, that's going to be a challenge shutting down that offense. Now, see, um, when I look at the Jets, yeah, Nathaniel Hackett was a really good offensive coordinator in Green Bay, offensive coach in Green Bay, brutal head coach. So now he's back with his boy. Aaron Rodgers is his boy, you know, and this is his offense. And he's got more pieces to work with in this offense than he ever had in Green Bay mm-hmm. across the board. Yeah. Uh, in terms of skill position players. I mean, you've got Brees Hall and, 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 and Dalvin Cook in your backfield. You got Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, and he knows Lazard. He knows Randall Cobb. Now, Randall Cobb's on his last leg, but in this offense, Randall Cobb is still one of the best slot receivers in the game, mm-hmm. even at this stage of his career. He's not going to kill you with overall numbers. What he kills you with is strategic catches. Yeah. Points of a game. Yep. You know, he might not have more than three catches the entire game, but I guarantee you they're going to be three vital catches in a game. I, I agree with you. I, so, I look He's there for a reason. But I still say Andy Reid, Andy Reid, Andy Reid evolved so much since he left Philadelphia. And he was 14 years in his tenure as a head coach when he left Philadelphia. And yet he's kind of reinvented himself in Kansas City with this kid Mahomes. Well, I, I think I think the, the the what he really did that was smart, Derek, was he he took he took the you know the the management part off his plate. And it's not to say he doesn't Andy doesn't have input. He absolutely right. does in personnel. But he doesn't need to be worried about, you know, some of the stuff that he had to worry about here. And I think he that was a smart thing that he did when he went to Kansas City. Turn it over to Brett Beach. You know, let, let him handle that kind of stuff. And I'm going to coach the team. 
he, you know how it got at the end with him. It was just too much. He was wearing too many hats. Exactly. No question about it. And yeah. well, you know, they, they took some of those those um, duties away from him in his latter tenure, and it still kept going south. Right. It's a shame that his last year in Philadelphia was a four and twelve season. Mm-hmm. You know, but Andy, Andy, and I've talked to Andy about this a number of times. At that stage, he knew it was time to go. Yeah. He knew it was time to leave Philadelphia. He'd been there 14 years. It ran its course, and it was time for something new. And I'm thinking maybe he's going to retire, you know, at that point. I don't know when Andy Reid's going to retire. He's like 67 now. Why I would mean, you retire if you got Patrick Mahomes as your face face of your team? That's the, that's the big question. Like, if he was sitting there and he was going through some of the quarterback struggles that other teams have gone through, you know, like Washington, I don't know, fill yeah. in the blank. I don't know that he's still doing it. You know, I, I mean, it, it, it's, I mean, he, 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 to his credit, they moved up. They, they took a bit of a gamble. I mean, you know, Mahomes was kind of up and down in college yeah, and what? they took a little bit of a risk. It worked out unbelievably. He's, he's a great talent and Andy Reid's gotten the most out of him, and it's a perfect situation, but yeah, I don't know that it, when you've made all the money, you've won a Super Bowl like Andy has, do you, do you want to be dealing with this at 60, whatever? But I also think Derek, man, He's the ultimate lifer. I, I, I don't know that he can even do it. Can you see him doing anything else? No, no. And, and he's he like knows. Pete Carroll. You know, look at yep. Pete Carroll, 71. Yep. You know, and, and Pete Carroll is a lifer. Andy Reid is a lifer. Andy Reid loves being around the game, loves being around the locker room, loves being around young players and, and developing and watching things come together. I don't know what Andy Reid would do outside of football, to be honest. It probably go nuts. Probably drive poor poor Tammy, his wife nuts, being at home every day. Yeah, yeah, you know? and, and that's look. There are some guys like Larry Brown, to this day, is still coaching. You know, in some capacity, Larry Brown's in his eighties. Yep. You know, it, it's every time at, you turn around, Larry Brown's consulting for somebody. Right. You know, I mean, Joe Paterno. Like we all know, there was a lot that went on there. But I'm just saying, from a coaching standpoint, he always said. I don't have any hobbies. Like this is what I do. And you, well, look at Belichick. Once, when he stepped down, he died yeah. less than a year later. Look at look at Belichick. Yeah. Same way. Isn't Belichick's been coaching now? in the NFL, Derek, since 1975. That's And what is he now? In his early 70s? Yeah. I mean, he 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 his first job as an assistant was in 75, and he's been doing it since then. That's crazy. It's 48 years. So yeah. yeah. Um there's just some things, and especially see guys like Belichick and Andy Reid and Pete Carroll, they can determine when they're done. It's not like they're on a on a, on a, a, a watch clock, you know, in terms of when your tenure is over. You know, because of the measure of success they've had, they can call their own shots in terms of when they decide to bow out. Mm-hmm. You know, not many coaches have that luxury in the NFL. Yeah. You know, you look at a guy like Adam Gase. Adam Gase failed twice. In two stops, he's out of football now. Yeah, I, I he's, that, out, he's out of the NFL. He it's one of those names like you just don't hear from anymore. Yeah, he's just gone. It's amazing. It really is. Uh yeah, interesting. All right, let's uh let's get a timeout. Let's come back uh and we'll talk some Phillies. As I mentioned, big series with the brew crew coming up uh later in the NFL segment, Mike Evans, Cooper Cup, uh more Aaron Rodgers and back and forth with the Giants. We'll tell you where Matt Corral landed. We'll, we'll uh, a little more on the uh, potential deal that was that's done. It's off the table now, but for Jonathan Taylor, where he may have ended up, more on Joe Burrow too. A lot of ground to cover 
and we will do it when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Pro Action Restoration. Pro Action Restoration is the place that you reach out to if you have a home, you have a business, and you go through the pain, the inconvenience, the, the unknowing of water damage, fire, smoke, mold uh, to that building. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week. I can tell you that from personal uh, experience. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And they got right out to my parents' house. They fixed the problem. They cleaned everything up. The price was right. The crew was just amazing. Uh, and it was a big relief for everybody involved. They're licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, could be water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it. They can handle it. Give them a call. 610-623-3760. 610-623-3760. Or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration. Passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, go and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most 
sure our prayers were answered. But now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Hanging with you on this Friday. Appreciate you. Uh, he's Derek. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take. If you miss any of the show, just go to jacobsports.com, Jacob Sports YouTube channel, as we are now nine days away from the NFL season commencing, uh, for, at least for the Eagles. We're six days away uh, for the from the league actually kicking things off. Uh, let's talk a little Phillies, Gunner. Mentioned earlier, um, Phillies roll into tonight's game in Milwaukee uh, at 74 and 59. They're three games up in the wild card. Brewers also 74 and 59. They're three games up on the Cubs for the NL Central. And you yep. keep a close eye uh, on the Brewers here. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Their forte, their strength is their pitching. That's for sure. No question. Um, no question. You know, Peralta going tonight's a good pitcher. And they have both a, a really good starting rotation and a good bullpen. This is going to be. Good pitching meeting an offense that's scorching hot right now. If the Phillies jump in their pitching early um, with the staff, the way the staff is pitching for the most part now, they can try to sit on the lead. But the Brewers can't match them power for power. No question about it. But the Brewers have been on a roll. They had won nine in a row, and they're eight and two now in their last ten. Um, they lost two straight to the Cubs. They lost two out of three to the Cubs. Um and the Brewers are one of these hot and cold teams. They'll lose five in a row and turn around and win five or six in a row. Right. And hopefully, hopefully the Phillies will, will add on to their current two-game losing streak. But I, I would feel a lot better about this series if they were playing it in Philadelphia, even though the Brewers came in here in July and took two out of three from them. But in this at this particular phase, the way the Phillies are hitting the ball right now, um, I feel a little bit better about it. But I think – this could go either or. You know, when we always go in a series, we always think, hey, you know, this team's got to take two out of three. The Phillies have got to take – the Phillies should sweep this team. If the Phillies get two out of three in Milwaukee this weekend, that's a that's a big winning – big series win for them. Yeah, I, look, I agree with you. I, I mean, to the Phillies' credit, they've done a really good job of beating up on – the lesser teams. Lesser teams. Now they now they yeah. took two out of three from San Francisco, you know, who's a winning team, but they swept the Cardinals. Right. But but the Cardinals are bad. But th- this is yeah. where we're we're gonna get a good idea. Like this is a nice playoff gauge kind of series. Uh it really is. You know, against Milwaukee, and then you know, they'll get Miami in a little bit, they'll get Atlanta in a little bit, you know. Um and I don't I don't think they're catching Atlanta, but at least if you can show that you can play with them uh, in the regular season, I think there's going to be a carryover effect. Maybe if you meet them in the postseason, potentially. But yeah, I mean, this is—I like this. I'm glad they're playing a team this good, a team that's coming in this hot. I really do. I, I think this is going to be, you know. And the good thing is for the Phillies, at least, Derek, in the first two games of this series, yeah, it's Nola and it's Wheeler who are hot right now, or Wheeler and Nola in that order, but they, who are hot right now, who come in 
pitching extremely well. And they, and the good news too is uh, Ranger Suarez has been activated off yeah. of the uh, the IL, so he'll pitch on Sunday. I feel really good about Wheeler, you know, tapping the rubber tonight. I still I'm not there with Nola yet. He's had two back to back good games, but I'm still not there with Nola yet because yeah. every time you let your guard down with him is when he starts serving up home runs. Now Milwaukee's not a heavy hitting home run team. Um, but they do have some guys in, in their lineup that can smack. Yelich has, has really come around this season. Um, Tellus is a big boy. I mean, he's a big boy. He can play. He can play offensive guard in the NFL. Yeah, he's a, he's a large human being. I mean, um, you know, Adamas will hit home runs for you. Yep. The average isn't quite where you you know you want it to be. Um, you know, Yelich yeah, Contreras is a good hitting, certainly a good hitting catcher. Um, for them, they've added some pieces, you know, Canada, they, 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 from, uh, the Mets, you know, some other pieces here and there. So again, that's not their strong point necessarily. They're going to outpitch you. They're not going to out, out hit you generally. I mean, they're, they're leading home run getter right now is, is Willie and Willie Adams with 21, 21. How many 20 home run hitters do the Phillies have in their lineup? Um, how many twenty yeah. home run hitters? Have twenty plus. You have you have Schwarber. Yeah, uh, Castellanos. Castellanos. Harper's um, not there yet. Not quite uh, there yet, but he's got that home run stroke down again. Yeah, because of the injuries. Uh, that's. I think they only have two. Ever you have a you have nineteen for Turner. You have fourteen for Harper. You have fifteen each for Bohm and Real Muto. I'm sorry, Bohm, Real Muto, and Harper all have fifteen. 19 for Turner, 22 for Castellanos, 14 for Scott. That's 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 where you're at with the home. And look, and look at how many Harper and Turner have had just in the month of August. Okay, they've both found their swings again, so they're both launching, launching. You know, the Brewers. You know, they have a lot of spray hitters on their team. You know, they're not. They're, there's a reason why they're the last. The batting average. They're one of the worst in the National League, but in terms of batting average, mm-hmm. you know, run scored. The run scores are not that great for them. But, again, when you look at that pitching staff for the Brewers, and I mean it doesn't make a difference who they send out there. Now, granted, you know, if they don't get the timely hitting, which we saw in the Cubs series, they're not going to win. But if their guys are spraying the ball, or, you know, through the gaps like they normally do, this is going to be interesting. This, this series this series to me is so close, it can go either way. I agree with you. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a – I think it's going to be a fun one, man. Like, I – Tonight's the night, despite the Phil. Well, look, if the Phillies' bats continue down this road, I mean, I, I don't know that the Brewers are going to necessarily shut them down. But this team, can, they're they're playing very similar kind of baseball. They're both hot in general right yeah, now. Yeah, um, yeah, and both maybe started off a little bit slow. I I don't know. Did you have high expectations for the Brewers this year? No, especially earlier in the season when they were struggling. You know, um, and they kept you know every week it was. At one point, it was the Reds leading the division. And then all of a sudden, you look up, it was the Brewers. Then it was back to the Reds. It was a two-team race. But like I said, the Brewers will win five in a row to leapfrog over the Reds. Um, and then all of a sudden, the the, 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 the um, Reds will get hot and leapfrog back in front. Nobody was talking about the Cubs. And then all of a sudden, slowly, by mid to late July, the Cubs start putting a string of wins together. And look at where they are right now. They're only three out, and they just mm-hmm. took two out of three from Milwaukee. So – I'm still not convinced that Milwaukee is the team that's going to win that division. You know, um, yeah, the Cubs are are, are 
certifiably hot. And then yeah, you're right. right. There are only three back with a yeah. lot of baseball to be played. With a whole sure. month of September to play yet. So yeah. Um and I didn't think I didn't think the Brewers would be a playoff team this year. I thought they might be a year away. Yeah. To be honest with you. All right. So just to circle back to, to you know what we're seeing here from the Phillies, you're seeing Harper scorching hot right now. Trey Turner, hot. Schwerber, hot. Castellanos, big rebound month after a tough July. Really, all the, with the exception of maybe Real Muto, all the big boys are hitting, Derek. You know, if you go back to, we talked about this. We were right up against the trade deadline, and Rob Thompson was asked, who would you like to see? What do you think you need? And he said, look, I trust whatever the front office does, but if our big boys don't start hitting, it's not going to matter. Mm. And then all of a sudden, Harper, although Harper was hitting, but now he's hitting for power. Turner's now hitting. Castellanos back. Schwerber. That, and that's with the consistency that you've gotten out of Stott and Bohm. Yep. So it's it's all clicking right now. Exactly. And that's why I said it's maybe for them it's the best time to go into Milwaukee against this pitching staff and to catch them. Now, I'm looking, I just saw something in the chat, and I looked it up, the Brewers. You know, we were talking about the light-hitting Brewers, and they just yesterday signed um, former Yankees. Josh Donaldson. Baseman, Josh Donaldson. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's 37 years old, former American League MVP, uh, three-time All-Star. They sent him to AAA Nashville for now, I guess, just to get acclimated to what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Brewers have identified they needed some more pop in their lineup. And Donaldson's a good hitter. You know, he's been on the he's been on the injured list for a while. But if they can get him for the stretch run in that lineup. Well, that's the thing. And and we know how this works sometimes. Like guys look like they're cooked in certain places and then they just get rejuvenated when they get to a team that's in a playoff. Like, like that Yankee season has been a, a mess. Dude. Oh. I, I, I mean, when you spend the money yearly that the Yankees spend, and, and, and they're always considered yeah. a favorite to make the playoffs because – there's no limit on what they spend to be the Yankees, what the Yankees we expect. Yeah. How they've fallen off this season is is just shocking with yeah. the talent they have. I'm just it, blown away. It's remarkable. It really is. I mean, if you thought – if you looked at baseball's most disappointing teams, right, I, I would probably rank them the Mets, Yankees. I, I'll tell you, Derek, I'd go Padres. With the talent that they have to be yeah, 62 yeah. and 73, they're 11 games under 500. Yeah. I was going to say the two most disappointing teams are both in the city of New York. You know, there's no question about it. You know, I can't, we, we can't talk enough about the fact New York spent over 500 million in free agency this offseason. And you're thinking they've got to be the favorites to win the NL East. Yeah. And my goodness, now they've gutted that team. They sent their two best pitchers away. Before the season was even over, you know they basically have have thrown in a towel, you know, and you know somebody's hands are going to roll for this one. Oh, I, I mean, I think you're going to in New York. I think you're going to have Cashman might be out. Boone, uh, that's the Yankees Ooh. with the Mets. I, I think it'll be the end for Buck Showalter. Mm. Uh, I don't know that their GM survives. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're going to see some big time changes. I, I, you know, San Diego. That if you're that ownership man with the amount they're spending, yes, to get that kind of return, that ain't good. You know, and San Diego's not a team that normally spends that kind of money. But my goodness, did they look good on paper? Yep. You know, um, but 
San Diego is a quick hook organization also. They will point fingers in a minute. Somebody's taking a fall for what happened in San Diego. Big time. Yeah. This. yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's our GM. I don't know if it's our yeah, Bob Melvin. I don't know, whatever. But, but somebody's paying for that. Uh, all right, Philly's schedule. Let me give you what, what we're looking at here. Three in Milwaukee. Then they go to, uh, on Labor Day Monday, they'll be in San Diego yep. for three. Then they come home Friday the 8th. Uh, they will be home for Miami. Oh, by the way, there's no conflict. Um uh, that Thursday night game, right? Or the, I don't think there is that the, the, the 14th, there's no conflict between the Eagles and the Phillies. Yeah. Phillies are off the 14th right, just right. for what it's worth. But uh, anyway, so they're home. They come home for Miami for three. They have Atlanta here for four. Um, and that includes a double header. There's a day night double header on Monday, September 11th with the Phillies and the Braves. Then they go to St. Louis, go to Atlanta. Here's the good news. You get the Mets, for four here in new york that's here okay pittsburgh here for three and then at new york for three you start you you end that season with a lot of winnable games if you need to jockey for position here or or if you don't need it you can you know kind of just set up your rotation and that's all good too you do but also keep in mind for whatever the reason the mets give this team problems the mets do give this team they do yeah for whatever reason, even though they're tail spinning out of control, that's going to be interesting. They play the Mets twice in the last what two weeks? They yeah, they play the Mets twice twice in the last three series that they play. Last three series, and how many games total? Six or seven? Seven. Whew. Yeah, four here, three there. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, Pittsburgh mixed in there. Because you've got guys playing for jobs now. And, you know, the Mets, and, and like I said, I don't know why, but the Mets give this team problems. You know, and, and I fully expect the Phillies to win more than they lose. But then I think the Phillies also understand, and I'm sure it's going to be emphasized, don't take, don't take this wounded duck lightly. Yeah. Do not think they're just going to roll over for you because they're not. Oh, no, I, look, they, they would love nothing more than to get any kind of little justification out of their season by by – screwing things up for the Phillies. You oh know, my goodness, yes. Don't get me wrong. And Phil says AJ Preller, their GM has to go in San Diego. Yeah, I, I, there's going to be changes there. You you can't spend what they spent be as aggressive trade away the prospects that they they traded away and and someone's not paying for it. We, we just know how this works. They have a great ballpark right downtown on the water. Yes. Beautiful yeah. ballpark. Oh my goodness. They do. They do. All right, yeah. let me ask you about the Phillies rotation. Uh, I, you know, you know, Wheeler's one, he's going to go with Nola as two out of loyalty and whatnot. And, and Nola looks like he's starting to kind of get it together a little bit, but who's your three right now, Derek, who's your three, four, if you had to go to the playoffs. Is it Suarez? Suarez is pitching Sunday. If he yeah. looks for me, he, I would most like it to be him. Like I, I would, I would like to see a, you know, Suarez look like who the guy we saw earlier in the year. I feel good about plugging him in because right now I'm concerned about Lorenzen. I'm concerned about Walker. Yep. You know, Sanchez, I don't know that I, I would trust him in a playoff setting. So that's a little bit sketchy. But if Suarez is no better than what he was in July, that's a problem. Yeah. Because to be honest with you right now, the only pitcher I trust right now is Wheeler. I mean, Nola's pitch better, but still. You know, every time we open our mouths and say Nola's back, 
he turns around and serves up two homers. Yeah. In a game, I still I'm still not comfortable with Nola. Yeah. So outside of Wheeler, who let me ask you, outside of Wheeler, who do you trust? Uh nobody. And here's the other concerning thing. Because the offense has been so great, and I think they're averaging like 7.6 runs per game over like it's been a crazy run. It masks some of the problems, some of the not great starts, some of the, the fact that you're in a hole almost every game and the offense has got to dig their way out of it. And on top of that, Derek, I'm worried about the, the back end of the pen right now. Kimball's not pitching well. No. Um, Alvarado, I don't know that he's all the way back from the injury, the elbow tenderness that he was having. Sir Anthony has had an up and down year and he's been banged up. Uh, you can't trust Soto. Soto is just a wild card. It's a coin flip with him. It's a shame because early in the season, yeah, dude, he was, he was lights out early in the season. It's the opposite. The, the pitching was carrying them early. Bats couldn't get it together. Now, vice versa. His control has been very alarming. Yeah, For is. a guy who can, can throw consistently 98-99, his control has been his biggest problem. And I don't know what to make of him right now, dude. I mean, yeah. who who do you trust out of the bullpen? I mean, we no. talk about the starters, but who yeah. do you trust out of the bullpen? Well, here's here's what I do know. It, it, what I would like Rob Thompson to do is mix it up tonight. You're going to the ninth, and you're holding a one or two run lead. I want to see Alvarado out there and see what it looks like instead I, of Kimbrel. Instead of Kimbrel, I, I do. I want I want to take a shot here and see what it looks like. Now, if he's if Kimbrel has unbelievable numbers against the guys who are coming up, I get it. It's different. It's a matchup thing. Okay, but if all things are equal, yeah, I want I want I need to start mixing this up. I know Kimbrel got you to this point. Thompson's very loyal. You can't keep sticking with him. He looks like he's out of gas to me. It's it's hard it's hard for me to to say out of gas. You're, you're talking about Kimbrel, right? Yes. Because when you look at his last outing, he gives up the three runs, but the outing prior to that, it was like the Kimbrel of June. So it's like you don't know what you get. You, in, in, but the but the outing before that, yeah, it's you more run. bad than good yeah, uh, of yeah. late for sure with him. So it's not so it's not like arm weariness, but his pitches sometimes are. I mean, he still has the velocity, but his pitches are not, especially his breaking pitches are not not dropping off the table like they were before. Mm-hmm. So is it a matter of just altering mechanics? Uh, or what is it with him? I, I don't know that it, he isn't just tired. I mean, maybe it's a mechanical thing. But, you know, look, the guy's pitched a lot this year, and he's pitched a lot in his career. You know, I mean, it's that's and just – 35 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know. I, I don't, I was, we, we, we've been complaining so much about, about the bats, and all of a sudden the bats have finally woken up. Um, in the month of, uh, of August, I, honestly, I don't know about this pitching staff right now, Rob, to be honest, overall. Yeah, some of this is bad luck. If you remember the game Thursday uh, or Wednesday, the first yeah. out should have been it, – it was basically a wild pitch or a pass ball that, that, that Garrett Stubbs could have maybe handled on a strikeout, yep. but the runner got the first and, you know, and things just kind of went south from there. Um so there is a little bit of bad luck involved, but you know, nonetheless, I mean, you could just see it. I mean, everything's been a struggle, you know, and it's it's holding your breath kind of situation when he gets in there, and that's not ideal to say the least. 
No, and I'm looking at the I'm 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 looking at the Philly schedule for the rest of the season, and you just talked about it. It's not a very daunting task uh-uh. to win the majority of their games. Home, and, a lot of home, a lot of uh, under home. 500 teams. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, you know, it's it's not a daunting task, but you're allowing certain teams to be in games with you that shouldn't be. Now, the first series they played Atlanta, they split. I believe they split four with Atlanta. And you've got to play Atlanta seven games between September 11th and September 20th. You're playing Atlanta seven games. Mm-hmm. St. Louis is a team that plays better at home than they do on the road. And the Pirates are a team you don't know what to make of the Pirates. You really don't. I mean, yeah. this team this team is 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 lost. But you don't know what the, what teams are going to show up. They win games you expect them to lose. They lose games you expect them to win. I don't know what to make of the Pirates team. But from the last what, uh, four, seven, their last 10 games, they could very easily run the table and and, and and win all 10 games between the Mets and the Pirates, but I don't think that's going to happen. At the yeah. very minimum, at the very minimum, Rob, they have to go seven and three in those last 10. Very I minimum. Agree. Yeah, I agree with you. Look, I, I feel like, and I've said this all along, I feel like they're in good shape here with the wild card being the first team. And even though Atlanta, it looks daunting to try and beat them. Yeah. They've done this a lot in the playoffs, Derek, where Atlanta rolls in and they're crushing the regular season. And for whatever reason, it just doesn't look the same when you get to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Dodgers too. And they're the two dominant teams in the national league right now. Yeah. And did you see that game? Atlanta jumped out to a seven to one lead on them and and Dodgers came back and made a game of it. And and Atlanta held on to one at eight, seven. Oh my God. But those two teams, you talk about teams that are loaded, the Dodgers hitting, Braves hitting, both teams pitching, you know, those teams are loaded. Think about the years that uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. and Mookie Betts are having. Think think about that. I mean, absolute MVP kind of seasons. Now, uh, rightfully so, we've been so focused on Otani because of the whole uniqueness of what he does. But right. those two guys have had unbelievable seasons. I mean, just just simply amazing what they've done. Mm. And Mookie showing the power that he's showing. Oh my God! I mean, what a what a terrible trade by the Red Sox. Just what oh a what goodness. a massive mistake not paying that guy. Oh my! And and, if, and of course, what Acuna was hurt last year in the playoffs, wasn't he? Wasn't he hurt then? Uh, no, he was playing. He got I, no, he missed uh, not a significant portion of the game last uh, season last year because he was injured. If I'm not wow. mistaken, okay. Um, I thought he was in there because I remember when when Real Muto hit that inside the park home run, he never okay. even tried to chase that ball down in right field. But 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 regardless, yeah. But look, he's that's the thing. There's no breaks in that Atlanta lineup. There's really not a lot of breaks in the no, Dodgers or Phillies no. lineups either. But man, you got some. You talk about some offensive firepower. You know, all those teams are are bringing it and then some, all three of them. You see, um, I think Atlanta's, Atlanta, you, you can't bet against Atlanta in terms of being the team to represent um, the National League right now in the World Series. But again, nobody thought the Phillies would beat Atlanta last year and they beat them. You True. know, if this Phillies team can, can you imagine if the Phillies stay hot like this, like they were in August against Atlanta in the playoff series? How many balls are flying out of the park for both teams? Oh, oh. it's bombs away for both teams. Yeah, you know. 
So it's going it, to, each game might go down to the ninth inning. Oh, sure. No, <laughs> it, it absolutely could. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Acuna was playing, by the way. He was. I'm looking at the box scores in the NLDS. He he was playing. He was. Playing. He, might, he might have been playing banged up, but he was playing. I thought he. I thought he was hurt. Um, let me see. I'm looking here. at the last game. The, the the game the Phillies, I guess, eliminated them or whatever. He, he's he's in there. Okay. But. He played 119 games last year. Okay. Yeah. So he missed. He missed some time with injuries, and he, I guess he came back for the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, look, it's going to be a fun series, and we'll we'll certainly. Uh, you know, recap everything that went down, uh, you know, when we come back uh, from from the uh, from the weekend. All right. Let's dig into the NFL, Derek, when we come back. Um, like I said, Mike Evans uh, could be his last year playing in Tampa. We'll talk about it. We'll dig into all the NFL storylines when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Derek. Oh, Dad, Dad's is correct. He was hurting 20. He was hurting 21, not 22. Dad's okay. is correct. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, that's right. He blew out his ACL in, in 21. Um, and, but last year he did play. All right. That's Derek. I'm Rob. We are sports take Jacob sports, YouTube network. Let's talk about Flynn tree services. Flynn tree services is an experienced licensed and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. Uh, they're experts at trimming all types of trees and they serve Southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and Northern Delaware. You can go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848 or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. you own a company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast call jacob media right now at 267-261-3428 267-261-3428 Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods.
Score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hour number three of the show. That's Derek. I'm Rob. Appreciate you hanging out with us. All right, Gunnar, let's talk some NFL. All right, so a couple things. Uh, let's start with this one. Pete Carroll has ruled Jamal Adams out for week one. Um, Devin Witherspoon also unlikely to play. Mm. So, uh, yeah, you know, a little bit of a hit. Uh, he, Jamal Adams is out for week one. Uh, he, one of their safeties, Devin Witherspoon, one of their corners unlikely to play as well. We know Adams is coming off the, the pup list uh, this or last week. He's been recovering from a quad injury suffered in, in the first game of 2022, man. That's a, that's a serious quad injury. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're going to take their time getting him back and getting him right. Witherspoon, who was the number five overall pick in this year's draft is dealing with a hamstring. Uh, Carol said it's going to be a race for him to get to the opener and he might not get that. So if, if you remember Witherspoon was my favorite uh, cornerback coming out of the draft. Yeah. I didn't think he would go that high, but he was my favorite overall cornerback in terms of technique and ability. Um, but I can see why Seattle took him. Seattle likes to build their defense with the back end. It, once they get Jamal Adams in and uh, Witherspoon right, I'm looking forward to seeing what that D, especially with the uh, the other young kid, Reek. Um, uh, Woolen. Woolen. Yeah, Tariq Woolen. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the fifth round. He was a fifth round pick. Yeah, you know, so they're building. They're they're back into that defense is building the like what they had before that Legion of Boom. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they hit like that defense, but you know what? They're long, rangy, um, and can cover. And Adams, when he's healthy, Adams is one of the better safeties in the game. There's no question about that. Yeah, but it's a shame. Yet he just hasn't yeah, been healthy. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't been healthy in quite some time. So yeah, uh, once they get that right, you you think that offense is going to look good, especially with Njigba in that offense. Once they they get that trio going. When that defense is set, Bobby Wagner is a centerpiece of that defense. Their back end is looking nice now. I don't see Seattle finishing at the bottom of the league this year in terms of defense like they did a year ago. No, I don't either. I don't either. It, it, look, and Pete Carroll's a defensive guy by nature, so they'll, they'll get that thing straightened out, that's for sure. Um, Lions, and, you know, let's face it, the Lions have some expectations this year. You know, it, it's it's been a minute since we've said that, right? I mean, it, it, it's been a while. Um but now they're they're up there. So Brad Holmes, who's their GM, who's done a really nice job, actually, yes. says the level of confidence is very high for them winning the NFC North. Um, they like the way the roster's constructed. They like the way things set up. And he said, quote, I do think that we took our medicine the last couple of years. Me and Lions coach Dan Campbell talk about it all the time. We've coached the Senior Bowl. We've had to do hard knocks. We've done all that. We've gone through a lot of darkness to get to this point. 
but that's where the grit comes from in place in place in terms of not really wavering, putting your head down, not getting discouraged, and just kind of putting the focus and building the roster. And and they have they've done a nice job. I think they drafted yeah. well. Uh, you know, Hutchinson, the the the, the Goth trade that looked like it just sort of a throwaway. Yeah, throwaway, yep. You know, and he's he's played excellent. And let's face it, I know. Look, the Rams won a, a Super Bowl with Stafford, and that's that's you know the the ultimate. But Goff's done a good job for them, and could be you know potentially back long term if they decide to give him a, a deal. If there was ever a year for Detroit to make some noise in that division, it's now. Um, you know, they don't have to deal with Aaron Rodgers in that division anymore. Green Bay also has the youngest team in the NFL this year. So mm-hmm. they're going to go through some growing pains. Justin Fields is still going through growing pains, but this it could be a better year for him. They've, they've made that roster better. Minnesota, Minnesota still has that firepower on offense, but no more Adam Thielen, no more Dalvin Cook. What's that offense going to look like? And, of course, they got rid of some key older but key defensive personnel Yet you have Brian Flores running that defense. So there's question marks about Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I think Detroit has everything in place right now to take that next level. And that's why I said I'd, I wouldn't be surprised one bit if they win that division. The hype train has been so high on Detroit, and it hasn't been Detroit putting it out there. It's been everybody else in the media and the general consensus about this team based on what we saw them do in the latter part of last year. Now, once, yeah. they, get the, once they get the receiver off suspensions, uh, James w- w- William. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, put him with Amon Ross St. Brown, man. Look out. You yeah. put him in it with him. Um, if they can hold on until he comes off suspension, man. Um, and, and that's why I said I like Detroit to win that division. It's going to be fun to watch them this year. It is. It's going to be fun to watch them with expectations because I, I can't remember the last time we said there was any kind of expectations for Detroit. Um, sure. This one, Derek, uh, Mike Evans. So Mike Evans has given the team – uh, basically, the deadline is week one, so he's, he's giving them about you know, a week and change here to receive a new contract. Um, and his representation is indicating that Evans will look to play elsewhere in 2024 if there isn't a deal in place. He's represented by Day One Sports and Entertainment. They said in a release Friday that the receiver wants uh, the next phase of his career to be with an organization who wants him and wants to help him win a Super Bowl. Ooh. Yeah. And he comes out today and gives the team basically a week to get this done. Kind of an interesting, different approach. Like he's not holding out. Nope. Uh, I'm sure there they, there have been talks behind the scenes that we don't know about, but making this public right now and essentially giving them a real hard deadline of a what is it nine days, whatever, um, or else he's more than likely out of there. It's pretty interesting, and I think he sees the writing on the wall too. They're 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 on the downward side slide here this this Bucks team every year he's been in the league he's been a thousand yard receiver he knows that this is the point of his career where it's do or die in terms of getting with a team that can get him to the Super Bowl there's no Tom Brady walking through that door anytime soon with that organization and even if they draft a quarterback in the first round next year it's going to take a couple of years for that quarterback to develop which means he's two years further in age yeah. So I don't and, blame and their them. offensive line is bad. You know, offensive line is banged up. It, it was banged up last year and it's bad this year. Yep. And you look at who's quarterback in Trask and, and Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Now he still may get his thousand yards, but this is the team that's going nowhere. Tone brings up an interesting point I was just thinking about. Um, he could be moved before the trade deadline. Could be. 
be honest. Yeah. yeah. If they're going nowhere, uh, and and you already know from his management that he's he's rolling. Now, problem you have is with leverage, everybody knows it, right? But still, I I would try to get anything I could rather than just seeing the guy walk. Exactly. And and they're gonna be teams at the trade deadline that feel they're just a wide receiver away from competing for the division or being just a legitimate playoff team. So they're gonna they're gonna be some suitors for Mike Evans. I mean, this dude is 6'5", wins most 50-50 balls, can run. And I, I like the I like the approach they're taking in terms of if we don't get this done soon, it's time to move on. But my client will be there. He's not going to hold out. He's going to be there. He's going to play. He's going to give it everything he has just as he had before. It's on you people to decide what you want to do with him. Yeah. If I'm Tampa, as much as I like having Mike Evans in the fold for as many years as I've had him here, and I understand that at some point we got to start thinking about rebuilding. And if Mike Evans doesn't want to be a part of the rebuilding, what kind of draft picks can we get for him? Yeah. I don't think they'll get a first round, but I think a second round is very feasible. A couple, you know, a second and a fourth for Mike Evans. I take that right now. I take yeah. it. Yeah, it's tough. It's just, it's tough. Last year of his deal. I mean, you look at him, Derek, he's the model of consistency. Yes. 1,100 yards this year. Nine straight years with over 1,000 yards receiving. He's also a guy uh, – he didn't do it much last year, but he's going to find the end zone. He's had 14 touchdowns one year, 13 one year, 12 one year, 12 as a rookie. He he has been a really, really good football player for them. And what's his what's his age right now? Uh, he is – I want to say he's 31 or 30. Okay, he just he, turned 30 in August. He's 30. Yeah, August 21st okay. he turned 30. Yep. So – he can see the writing on the wall. This team's going nowhere. They're going to they're going to play. They're going to compete. But it's a team right now, roster wise, that's gotten older, going nowhere. You know, I've got a couple more chances to possibly get to a Super Bowl here. Um, if you're going to ask me to wait for a new young quarterback to develop, I'm 32, 33. I might not even be in the league at 33, mm-hmm. to be honest. You know, so his moment is now. I don't blame him. He's been the model. He's been the model citizen for that organization for a long time. You've never heard about Mike Evans getting in any kind of trouble. He's been a perfect stand-up guy. Right. You want to throw him, a, throw him a bone? As much as you don't want to let him go, you want to throw him a bone? Send him to a team that has a chance of being a playoff team and get something back for him. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, let's let's keep it keep it rolling here, NFL wise. Um, yeah, and certainly the Evans thing is one to keep your eye on because I wonder if they don't. If it looks like it's going nowhere, they don't try and move them before the season starts. You know, who knows? But uh, stay with the receivers. Cooper Cup uh, re-aggravated that hamstring, Derek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of those, you know, we talked about it with the calf with Burrow. Uh, these soft tissue injuries, man, they're, mm. they are tricky. And even if you're trying to be conservative and smart about it, not rush the guy back, sometimes it's just a wrong move and you never know. They don't, they don't have enough as it is with Cooper Cup to be a serious contender. I mean, yep. the defense um, is not what it was a few years ago. Uh, I, I like Van Jefferson, um, but outside of Van Jefferson in terms of receivers, they don't have a whole lot. Mm-mm. you know. And with Cooper Cup being out, out, out of there, well, you have Tyler Higby, but still. Solid, you know, yeah, solid tight end. Yep. They, don't have, they don't have a whole lot. Yeah. You know, and – and you're right with that soft tissue injury it could be two weeks it could be a, it could be a month you know uh with these hamstring things so you hate to see him out there because i thought he was going to come back and blow it up like he did a few years ago when he when he took the triple crown in in terms of reception receiving yards and touchdown catches mm-hmm. uh, i thought he was going to potentially be that kind of guy again this year but 
when you have those hamstring injury problems, it can flare up in the middle of the season again. He can yeah. be in and out all season. Hey, good, good stat here from uh, James Palmer of the NFL Network. So Mike, Ev- just back to Mike Evans real quick. Mike Evans and Randy Moss are the only players in NFL history with 10,000 plus receiving yards and 80 plus receiving TDs before the age of 30. Mm. That's a great stat, man. I, I mean, it, it just shows you how good and consistent this guy's been in, been year in and year out. No really does. He's always there for big games, very seldom misses a game. Uh, and he has been straight money for that organization uh, for nine straight seasons. All right. So, oh, sorry, God. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say the uh, the Jets and the Giants fun continues, Derek. Have you seen the latest twist in this thing? Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers is now calling BS on Jihad Ward. Uh, if you remember, after the hard knocks, the latest one came out, you know, he and Rodgers were going back and forth and, you know, jawing at each other at one point, Roger saying, I don't even know who you are. Jihad Ward said, I don't know who you are, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then Roger scored. Don't, don't poke the bear and all that. So, um, Ward then came out and said, you don't get it. I was sticking up for my friend because Randall Cobb laid out Bobby McCain with an illegal blindside block, gave him a concussion. He's in concussion protocol. And I saw their guys laughing at that. So Rogers responded yesterday and said, quote, he thought we were laughing at his teammate. That never happened. And I think he's making bleep up. I really don't care. You know, and then and then Ward, of course, goes back and he's he's yapping. I don't fear any man, you know, this and that. L- like we talked about, this game can't, can't come soon enough. What is it, October 29th or whatever, can't come soon enough. Right. What, what, what Rodgers and Cobb and those guys were chuckling about is, Rogers got on Cobb after the play and told, dude, you can't do that anymore. Right. You know, and and and, and Cobb kind of chuckled, yeah, I know. You know, they weren't they weren't chuckling at injuring a guy. They were chuckling at the fact that Cobb did something, you know, that's illegal. You know, I think Rogers said something along the lines of uh, dude, it's not five years ago. You can't get away with that stuff anymore. Yeah. You know, now it, it looks bad on the surface because it does look like they're laughing at a guy who's injured. Yeah. Um, and of course when you're a teammate of a guy laying on the ground and in, is in, in, in the world spinning around you, you take exception to that. Sure. Dude, this, that game, that's another game that can't come soon enough. And of course we talked about yesterday, how they're calling it jets life stadium instead of yeah. Mets life stadium, which has all the giants guys cracked up. Uh, Love it. Uh, well, look, you can speak to this very well, Derek. Um, there is no greater dump in the NFL than that, that, that nightmare where the Washington commanders play. Right. Agree a hundred percent. Yeah. And we've seen, we've seen a rail come down and almost kill uh, Jalen hurts, et cetera. Right. So uh, according to the Washington times, Josh Harris uh, will be putting $40 million into the, uh, in, into the facility uh, just to try to upgrade it a little bit. So they're, they're calling it significant upgrades to infrastructure, suite renovation, and updated branded imagery. Okay. Okay. So basically, you put makeup on an ugly fixture. Yeah. $40 million. You know what? When you think about stadium renovations nowadays, $40 million is just a drop in the bucket. But um, I, I would already assume that Josh Allen is talking to people about a whole new stadium, and rightfully so. Because unless you're moving that press box – Unless you move in the locker room area, what do you? Why waste it? I understand maybe sturdier rails along the tunnel entrances. Okay, that's not a whole lot of money, mm-hmm. but everything else about that stadium, dude, is atrocious. Yeah, 
you know, why would you put a Band-Aid on a sore? Well, unless you feel it's it's just it's so unbelievably dangerous and bad that you got to just do it to survive. Well, I understand. If, if they're doing sweet renovations, that's to get, you know, get, make it more appealing. Hey, new era of new ownership. Right. Um, I get it. Um, I give I give Josh Harris credit for that, but eventually, you got to start talking about relocating this team. Now I know I know there was some scuttlebutt even when Snyder owned owned it that people are saying I'm not going to Virginia to watch them play. Yes, you are. If they move that if they put a new stadium in Virginia, yes, you are because you want to be one of the ones that say, Hey, I was in this new stadium. What if? And with the way these new stadiums are going up now, you know Tennessee's getting a new stadium. You see the Rams Chargers Stadium. You see the the place uh, Vegas is playing in. Atlanta's new stadium, you know, so Josh Harris, Hey, we got to get a new stadium. Yeah. You know, we got to get people rabbit about this team again, the way they used to be back in the seventies and eighties. Well, I, I think it's only a matter of time. I mean, you talk about a guy who's obsessed with getting the Sixers a new arena. Yeah. You know, and, and look, the Wells Fargo center compared to that bleep hole isn't even close. Right. So you, I oh. guarantee you, he's trying to get something going in Washington for sure. The Wells Fargo center is Camelot compared to, the Washington Commander Stadium. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, uh, beyond that, Andy Reid, still no update on Chris Jones. He's trying to let Brett Veach do his job. Uh, All I can do is coach the guys who are here. And he's, he's, you know, he's always taking that tact when it comes to the money stuff. But I, I, you know, I think it's, it's obviously got to be wearing on him a little bit when he's consistently getting these same kind of questions, but you're going to keep getting him as long as he's holding out. I I agree. It's got to be a concern for them, but they still have that offense intact. McKinnon's back. Everybody's back. You know, Pacheco's back. Hilaire's back. Yep. Kelsey's back. You know, as much as they want Chris Jones there to help stabilize that defense, um, they got exactly what they need to hit this season. You know, they can give up 28 and score 35 at a drop of a hat. You know, it's, that, that offense, when you think about offenses that can just accidentally put up points, Kansas City, the Eagles, who let's see, who else out there? Uh, Buffalo can score, Buffalo. you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, there's very few teams that can say we can give up 28 and score 35. Yeah. And Kansas City's at the forefront of that. So, yeah, you're right. You want Chris Jones? They're still in really good shape. Yeah. And they can survive shootouts. That's for sure. Um, Matt Corral signs with the Patriots, Derek. So they now have uh, both Corral and Zappi. They brought both of those guys in to back up Mac Jones. Remember, they. At one point, the Patriots only had Mac Jones on the roster, so they've now brought mm-hmm. in uh, somebody. Former third round pick two years ago uh, was released by uh, by the Panthers, so he has landed there. Um, the, I don't get it, but there's a lot of people reporting it, including Josina Anderson, that the Dolphins and Packers were willing to pay. You know, had they made a trade for him and give him a new contract, pay Jonathan Taylor in the upper echelon of running backs right after that tier of Derrick Henry and McCaffrey. I just don't get it from the Packers standpoint. I don't either. You have, you still have AJ Dillon who's in the last year of his rookie deal. Maybe that's, maybe that was part of the hook. Um, But you have Aaron Jones who you already paid big money. Now he took a $5 million pay cut this year. Yeah. But why would you, you have a thousand yard runner already there. And you're a rebuilding team. If, if you were a team close to being a Super Bowl team, I can see you going after Jonathan Taylor. 
But in Green Bay's mind, why would you go after him and Aaron Jones? There's not enough carries in the backfield for both of them. I don't get that. I don't now. Unless, my so, unless somebody else was getting dealt, you know, if you were moving one of your running back, I, I don't know. Where everything I heard coming out of Green Bay was that AJ Dillon was part of the package. He's in the last year of a deal, and obviously, having already paid, you've already paid Aaron Jones, so they already know going in, we're not going to be able to pay AJ Dillon. Right. How in the world are you going to pay Jonathan Taylor, who was a rushing champ two years ago? I just, I don't, I don't get know. this. Yeah. Uh, it's there. It's there's enough smoke there that's making me sort of buy it a little bit, where I didn't buy it early on. You know, see Miami's a perfect stop, even though they have Raheem Mostert down there. Yeah, um, Jonathan Taylor would step in and be the lead back, no question about it. Right, he would add another significant firepower to the passing game down there as well. Mm-hmm. But Green Bay, whose average age on the roster is 25, you're playing with a, you're playing with an untested quarterback a bunch of untested really receivers and you and green bay was green bay doesn't usually make deals like this i know Weird. i don't get it i just don't understand that yeah they rarely even sign free agents let alone make these no. kind of rates no i don't know um all right so the ongoing saga of michael irvin with the nfl network yeah still in question um 4 days away from you know their their signature show which is game day uh, they're going to do a preview of the season and whatever still in question, you know, whether or not he's going to be there. Um, Rich Eisen, Kurt Warner, uh, Mariucci and Irvin serve as analysts, but the league still has not decided whether to put Irvin back on the air, apparently, uh, you know, and this is all stems from the, he was in a Phoenix area hotel uh, during Super Bowl week. The league suspended him for months based on al- alleged comments to, to someone who was not a coworker at the time when Irvin was not working um, I, I don't know what to make of any of this. I know Irvin's countersued, so there's just a lot going on right now. But he's, you know, right now still in, in limbo with them, but he he has signed on with FS1, and he's part of the uh, Skip Bayless show. Right well, here. the NFL Network um, is owned by the league. Yes. So I understand how they have a hand in making this decision. Um. But if Irvin is countersuing, and we haven't really heard much about this case lately, why would you keep him off the air? You know, if push comes to shove, you can always take him back off again, which I guess it looks bad for the network, but still. Uh, and obviously, I guess this case hasn't gone to court. There's not been any litigation yet in this case. Uh, no. I understand them erring on the side of caution. I thought they jumped the gun a little bit too soon in terms of taking him off before they got the facts. And I understand why they did it. With the image out there nowadays, you have to err on the side of caution. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. If I was Michael Irvin, I was. I don't really want to go back there, to be honest. You people, you people, you know, went against me. You didn't even listen to my side of the story. You're right. You went against me. You dumped me without finding out all the facts. A league that claims it does its homework. You made an instant decision. As soon as that story came out, he was immediately removed from the Super Bowl coverage. Mm-hmm. So he obviously couldn't have enough time to do in-depth investigation in terms of what happened and what happened. And there's eyewitnesses on the spot that said, Michael Irvin didn't do anything, mm-hmm. you know, but yet you dumped on If I'm Michael, I'm like, look, uh, the bottom line is money. And who knows? I'm assuming the NFL pays him decent money. The NFL network. I would think I wouldn't want to go back there. Yeah. I mean, and look, unless Michael's broke, I, and I'm not, I'm not implying that, but you know, to me, do your thing with FS one yeah, and forget them. 
man. Just, you know, just keep it moving. And, and again, you want to counter sue because you felt like you were wrong. Cool. Do it. You have every right to do it every uh, for sure. Um, and but, who knows, you know, there's Fox sports, ESPN, a ESPN can pick you up. They just took Shannon sharp. You know, yeah. who knows? They can pick you up. You got, you got other out, outlets to go to. No question. Yeah. No question about it. Uh, according to his offensive coordinator, Joe Burrows in a very good place, a uh, good frame of mind. Uh, they feel like he's, you know, ready to roll here uh, for the start of this season. So that's uh, that's good to hear. It's good news for the for the Bengals, that's for sure. Brian Callahan, who's the offensive coordinator, said that. And who do they open against? Cleveland. Cleveland, yes, September tenth. Yep. Yeah. Obviously, they won't they won't make a decision until sometime next week. You know, you still got to see with that thing with that calf injury. You got to be very careful with that thing. Well, he's still he's still listed as limited in practice. He's yeah. not doing everything yet. I just think that's a precautionary measure. So he doesn't uh, aggravate that thing. Yeah. Uh, if, if he still continues to, to trend upward, they have to turn him loose next next week to see exactly what he can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. Now, you, when you turn him loose next week, especially when you start putting a game game plan in, if he enters that thing, he's going to be out another three or four weeks, which is not good for what the Bengals want to do. But if you deem him healthy enough to go, and you know, obviously he's testing it this week, getting treatment, still getting the treatment, and then you ramp it up next week, you know to find out exactly where he is. Well, I mean, the thing is, and it's not the same injury, but we talked about it earlier with the soft tissue thing. You, you, you don't, and it, I'm not saying the Rams rushed Cooper Cup back, but it, it's just right. very easy to re-aggravate these things. Yes. You know? Yes. And, and that's one, look, I, I don't think the Rams are going anywhere, but Cincinnati's got high, high expectations. Yes. You know? And rightfully so. The last thing that you need that you possibly could could handle Burrow goes down. I was I was looking at this man. So his, let me pull it up again. Burrow's backups right now, uh, barring anything changing. The only guy on the active roster is Jake Browning. Oh, nah, it's not a good situation to be. Uh huh. Yeah. Nah. You know, a guy out of Washington who's in you know he's twenty seven years old in his his first season. Like, ain't good. Any good. If you had to rely on Jake, if if if, if Burrow re-injures this thing, yeah, you got to rely on this dude to quarterback your team. Your first four games against Cleveland, Baltimore, two division games right out of the gate. Then you have the Rams, and then you have Tennessee. <laughs> no, that's not good. And you got to play at Tennessee. That's not a good situation to be in. So that's why with this, these calf injuries, that that's that's a tricky thing. But We'll know by the middle, midway point of next week what, what we're looking at in terms of Burrow being out there. All right, no question. Let's take a timeout. Let's come back. We're going to revisit the Eagles. I got a couple things I want to hit you with Eagles-wise. We'll get birthdays, movies. I'll tell you the Ronald Acuna Jr. Junior story from last year. Also, a uh, little movement here in the ACC with some teams and some schools being added. So we'll get into all those kind of things when we come back. Don't go anywhere. He's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take. Right back.
If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. Heading down the shore Have a ball once more Here, imaginations run wild And time stands still Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore All on one five-mile island So leave the old you behind And get lost in the woods in Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Final segment. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Friday. Appreciate you. That's Derek. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take. All right. So uh, this one, this one's crazy, Derek. So Ronald Acuna Jr., first of all, what he's doing on the field is insane. He's the first player in Major League history with 30 home runs and 60 stolen bases. Okay. I mean, in and of itself, just insane. But yesterday, he got married during the day then hit a grand slam at night that gave the Braves an 8-7 victory over the Dodgers. And the home run, the grand slam, made him the first 30-60 and 60 guy. So he and his new wife, they have, they have two children together. Um, and and the, the wife and, the, and the, the two kids watched from Section 108. Um, but the way it worked out is like, wife's name's Maria, right? So they met about four years ago, got engaged in January, but under the terms of her Venezuelan visa, Mm-hmm. Maria had to leave the U.S. by the end of the week uh, and wouldn't be allowed to return for another three months. So they decided, you know what? Well, we got to act quickly here. So at 10 a.m. Eastern time, uh, Wednesday, he called his Acuna called his business manager and asking him to schedule the fastest wedding imaginable. Uh, it happened. Uh, it, it needed to happen in Los Angeles, the site of the Braves upcoming game. So within 24 hours, they got a venue booked. 
and a, an officiant was found and a full-fledged ceremony took place and they did it. They, they, you know, they, they got it all done. I, I mean, is that not insane? Can, can you, can you imagine having the birth, the perfect business pleasure, 24 hours, uh, right? Get married, and then you go out and hit a home run, not just a home run, but a home run that puts you in the annals of baseball history in a category all your own where nobody else is, a 30-60 club. Man, 60, 60 stolen bases in a season in today's game is phenomenal enough. But 30 home runs, and then on top of that, it's a grand slam to put your team up, What I believe it was 5-1. Yeah, yeah. Put, yeah. Uh, no, his grand slam put them up 5-1. Oh, oh the, yeah, I'm sorry. They won 8-1. Eight, eight, they won at 8-7. Yep. Dude. That's the perfect story. The story they can tell their kids and grandkids down. That's going to be an awesome story to tell, dude. So listen to this. Uh, The the agent flew the family to L.A. Wednesday afternoon. Acuna Jr. arrived at the team hotel at 2 a.m., okay? He gets up five hours later. They drive 35 miles north, and they get married. Like, is that not – and then he plays that night. That's insane. I've never heard of anything like this, man. I didn't either. You know, but hey, when you got that kind of money and you got business, you got business uh, people r- running running things for you, you can make anything happen. Yeah, hey, that's you, see, uh, yeah. you see what just came out a few hours ago? That no. Jason Kelsey's putting his support out there for Chris Jones? J- Travis Kelsey, you mean? No, no, Jason, Jason Kelsey. Eagles, Jason Kelsey. The Eagles, Jason Kelsey is putting his support out there for Chris Jones, and here's why. Now listen to this one. The Eagles, Jason Kelsey, and Chris Jones hold out in Kansas City. Don't let them do this to you, Chris. You cannot take this injustice. You must stay away through at least the Eagles game and then come (laughs) back. (laughs) You had me for a minute there, man. That is awesome. That is so so him, isn't it? Dude, that is awesome. That's great. Oh, my goodness. Come back after the Eagles game. <laughs> I love it. I, that's so good, man. That is so good. Oh, oh my goodness. God. I love that. You did. You had me there. You had me there for a minute. The look on your face was like, I'm like, why is Jason getting involved in this? Yeah. You you, you mean Travis, right? No, no, no. Jason. Okay. Wow. That's a great, that's a great line, man. That's a great line. Um, all right. So let's, uh, let's look at college, the college landscape a little bit here, Derek. The ACC is expanding. Uh, the ACC has uh, is welcoming three new schools, Stanford, Cal, and SMU, the conference announced. Uh, it'll bring the league to 18 members. 17 will play football full-time in the league. The additions are all in sport or are in all sports and will begin the 24-25 year. So we know how the Pac-12 has just crumbled to bits. Um so the all, you know, the certainly Cal and Stanford saw that coming, got out of Dodge. SMU moves over as well. So they're, they're the three teams that are going to be added to the, uh, the AC. So it's coming down and we're going to have like four or five monster conferences and everything else is just going to be crumbs, you know, sure. just, just, just looking for little morsels and scraps. We, we grew up, we, we grew up as kids watching. It was Pac-10 football then, but we yeah. grew up watching the USC's, the UCLA's, and these teams, and now that conference is evaporated, it's, it, you know. And we saw this coming when, when they started revamping uh, the Big 12 and conferences like that. But, you know, the ACC is trying to enhance its football image. 
But Stanford, Cal, and SMU are not three football programs that are really getting too much for their athletic prowess in football. But I will say this. They are three schools that have deep pockets. No oh, deep pockets. Here's the thing about – so let's let's take a couple. Let's take Stanford. Stanford is very successful in, in generally non-revenue type of sports. They actually generate revenue, like right, swimming. Right. Uh you know, like softball, volleyball, volleyball. right. They, they, they generate income where other schools generally don't, not all, but generally don't. Um, they're obviously big time, both Stanford and Cal academic institutions, which is, you know, whatever it should be good for, for that, from that standpoint, SMU's got deep pockets, their boosters, their alumni. That's yep. a lot of Texas oil. Yeah. Um, when it comes to NIL, you would think if they get a foothold in a conference like this, true, we could see you know SMU make a run. I mean, you go back, look, we're old enough to remember when they had the the Pony Express with Eric Dickerson and, and Craig James. You know, there was some illegal stuff going on, and they got the death penalty for it. But yep. they still had yep. enough alumni that were willing to pony up, no pun intended, money and put money in, in a, money in, in pockets. Yep. Exactly. In so program. you could see a very similar thing. So I think that's why you'd say to yourself at first, like, what do Stanford, Cal, SMU. Why? Um, but that's why. Well, um, th- they're not three football programs that are going to change the complexion of the conference. No question about it. And when you look at everybody's competing against the Big Ten and the SEC, you know, you're going to fall short in some regards. You know, not even the Big 12, you know, name recognition wise can can compete with those two conferences in terms of football prowess overall. Um, I understand the ACC also is trying to get more money divvied up among the schools more so than going to the conference itself. Yes. That's the thing like that, like North Carolina, Florida state are unhappy about like they're they're, the general, the money they're generating is way more than some of these other schools. And they're, they're not happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of just, getting more people in the stands, um, getting more people to come to your home games. Those three schools are not big draws but in terms of trying to get more people to come to your game. Now, most of those schools in that conference sell out anyway because football in that conference is still big. Sure. But, you know, it's got to be it's got to be monetary more so than anything else. I agree. It's got to be like it always is. All right. Let, let's go back to the Eagles. And I, I want to focus on the rookie class. And if I took Jalen Carter out of this for a second, Derek, which of their rookies do you think could have the biggest standout year? Is it Nolan Smith and how much are you worried about the shoulder? Right. Is it Sidney Brown, who we talked about a little bit earlier, who just it feels like this guy's just everywhere, man. Or fill in the blank. Who who are you looking at here in terms of being the biggest contributor rookie-wise? Um, if if the shoulder holds up, it has to be Nolan Smith. Um, I know everybody's excited about Sidney Brown, as I am, but I just want to see Nolan Smith coming off that edge. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a smaller guy, but he's so quick off the edge. And the thing that I liked about him when I saw him playing in a couple of preseason games was he can shed a blocker, especially when a runner's trying to go to the outside, and force that runner to con- continue to go lateral and not allow him to turn up the field as easily. You know, I just love his quickness. Um, and, and I want to see what he can do if he's, he's if he's healthy a full season. But 
Rob, like we talked about earlier in the week, I got a big concern with this shoulder thing. You yep. know, it could be something that's going to be nagging him all season long. And my goodness, I hope not. I hope there's nothing that could prevent him uh, from finishing out this season. You know, I'm uh, concerned. I'm concerned. It cost him last year. Yeah. And, 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 you know, he missed five practices already. Wow. He's back in practice yesterday. Um, obviously, he's limited, limited yeah. reps, you know, that type of thing, limited reps. But to what degree? I, 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 when he put that out there, hey, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. That was a red flag with everybody. Yeah, and I know he's a funny guy. Like I get yeah. it. You know, he's he's a, he's a he's a, a, a the kind of guy you root for because he's got an awesome personality. He's got a Brandon Graham personality. Yes, but that's sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Was like you and I had the same reaction. It was like red flag city. Like this is that's not great. I don't like for for a twenty two year old kid to say yeah. that. You're yeah. in your tenth year. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that may not work some days, right? But not when you're 22. And, and somebody in the organization had to pull him aside, dude. You can't say that. We know you're trying to be funny. Yeah. Some things you can't say, you can't put out there, mm-hmm. you know, especially when it's something that could come back and, and and surface again, and we have to talk about down the road. Right. Did you see this coming in August? Why didn't you take better precautionary measures? You know, do you think you put them back out there too soon? They don't want to deal with those no, questions. None of that. None of that. None of that. All right, let me go second year with you now. That includes Jordan Davis. That includes Reed Blankenship. That includes Cam Jurgens, uh, among others. Which of the second year guys do you think will have the biggest standout season? It's got to be Jordan Davis. You know, you have to justify being picked where you were picked. You have to show all these physical attributes that wowed everybody into combine, your 40 time for a guy your size, your ability to control the line of scrimmage. You have to do a much better consistent job of these things. And I, I and, and I'm saying I'm not expecting him to have that 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 impact season among the second year guys. That's a guy I want to see have that type of impact. You have too many physical attributes uh, to not make a significant move in the right direction this year compared to last year. Mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you, I hope that's what it is. I think it's going to be Reed Blankenship. I think Blankenship's okay. going to have a good year for them. I really okay. do. Um, look, I think he he's quietly had a good camp. Um, you know, we're worried about him because he was an undrafted free agent. I get yeah. that. You know, I understand. He didn't he didn't have a pedigree necessarily <laughs> where he, you know, where he came out, but <clears throat> I think he's going to be good for them. I, I think that when we're talking about the safety position. Uh, and upgrading and or making changes, I think it's going to be the other guy, not him. I think it's going to be, you know, Edmund starts the year and he'll be okay, but you're going to feel like you can get more out of that position. And that's where you may see Sidney Brown. Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I agree with you a hundred percent. I think they're, they're sold that Reed Blankenship will be that, that one steady guy back there. I think the other side is so much up in the air right now. Um, I can't say it enough. When a Mike Tomlin lets you go as a defensive player, first question is why? What is it Mike Tomlin didn't like about you anymore? Um, he came in here, he's had a relatively quiet, Edmonds is at a quiet camp, didn't do much in preseason games. Uh, and I wonder what the status is of him in terms of how short of a rope does he have? You know, uh, he's the veteran. He's got more experience back there than anybody. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's his job, you know, for the duration. You know, he's got to, he's got to ramp it up and he know he knows it. You know, they didn't draft all these kids and bring all these kids in here for nothing. 
Yeah. So, yep. It, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens here. All right. Let, let's jump on some birthdays here and then we'll, uh, we'll close it out with some mm-hmm. Eagles chatter. And, and I got a little Labor Day question for you too. Oh. Non, non Eagles, uh, Labor Day party that, that I want to fire your way. Um, all right. Let's, uh, start with Zendaya. Zendaya is 27 years old today. What, you, you put that in the, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. I thought that was a given, but yes, very strong. Very okay. strong. All right. I just uh, like the expression. I just said that I see, like to see the expressions on your face. That's all. <laughs> that's strong. Yes. Uh, Dr. Phil, not strong, but Dr. Phil, 73. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever. Uh, He's 73 today, Dr. Phil. Uh, Rocky Marciano, yep. former uh, former champion, born on this day, 1923. Gloria Estefan is 66 today, and the Miami Sound Machine was her, her, right. her band. Right. Barry Gibb, he's the lone Gibb brother still with us, D-Gun. Yeah. It's a shame. 77 years old, but man, what a what a career. Unbelievable. Uh, Boyd Holbrook, who is an actor, is 42 years old today. Uh, Yvonne DiCarlo was born on this day, 1922. Do you know who Yvonne DiCarlo was? Absolutely. Lily Munster? That's right. She, you, know, uh, you know what? She was, I know, take the make, you know, get, get the Munster makeup off. Back in her day? Yes. Yes. Not only that, people forget she was Charlton Heston's wife in the original Ten Commandments. That's correct. You know, she was she was a serious act. We only remember her as this funny actress later in life. You know, and and and, and before she got that that role as Lily Munster, yeah. she was in serious debt, a lot of debt. Yeah, she had to take it. Yep. Yeah. So she had to take that role. Yep. Yep. She was uh she was strong. All right. Uh Lily Tomlin is 84 years old today, still uh still doing her thing, still acting. Yes, indeed. Yep. Uh, Conway Twitty, the uh, country singer, was born on this day, 1933. Um, Bam Bam Bigelow, the oh, wrestler, yeah. oh, was yeah. born on this day, 1961, was Bam Bam. Uh, Tim Hardaway, Tim Hardaway Sr., is 57 years old today. Son yeah. still playing for the Mavericks. Uh, Richard Farnsworth, actor, who was in The Natural. He played like the assistant to the, to, to the pop, who was the manager. Uh, he was born on this day, 1920. Uh, James Rebhorn, very good actor. Yes. In a lot of things, like a good character actor. Like everything he's in, he does Yeah. My cousin Vinny Carlito's way. And yep. he's a Philly native too. Yeah, he's good. He's, I always liked his work, man. He, he was, uh, born in 48, 1948. Scott Speedman, the actor is 48 years old. Uh, Padma Lakshmi, uh, is 53 today. Mm-hmm. Uh, cooker, uh, cook, uh, you know, uh, culinary chef. artist, yep. chef. Uh, Calais Campbell is 37 years old today. Still doing his thing. Jason Taylor, phenomenal player, phenomenal player, Hall of Famer, 49 years old today. Clinton Portis, 42 years old today. They're the longtime NFL running back. Cam Reddish, uh, is 24 today. NBA player, uh, grew up in Norristown. Uh, Vinnie Johnson, the microwave, one of the great nicknames ever. Detroit Pistons, Uh, baby. Yep. 67 years old. Yep. Yep. Bad boys. He was instant offense off the bench. If you don't remember, uh, Philip Fulmer, who was the longtime Tennessee head coach, head football coach and AD. He is 73 today. Uh, what else do you have uh birthday wise? Do you got, uh, Hardy Nickerson, uh, former linebacker, this is Steelers, um, was, is 58 today. Uh, DJ Swearinger, who was a good safety for yeah. Washington for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, he's played nine seasons in the NFL, but he was out of the league last year. And right now he's playing with the DC defenders in the FX, uh, FX, XFL. Okay. Which is, I'm like, really? He can't find a job. He's only 32 right now. That's surprising to me. I mean, he, he, he got himself in trouble. He, he's a bit of a hard hitter. Uh, where, yeah, where this day yeah. and age you get punished for that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. He should be playing somewhere. Uh, Laura Pulver, who played in uh, Edge of Tomorrow, which is a good movie, and Robin Hood is 43 on this day. Okay. Uh, let's see who else we have here. We have uh, Katino Mo Mobley, Philadelphia native, native. Yeah. 48 on this day. Okay. And one of the, one of the NBA greats, Guy Rogers, was born on this day, Hall of Famer in 1935. Now, the last one I have is, do you know the name Coyote Peterson? Coyote Peterson. He's 42 today. No. Oh, man, I've been watching this guy for over a year, and every time I watch him, I'm like, what an idiot. This is a guy who um, is kind of like a Steve Irwin, oh. uh, Bear Girls-type Girls guy. Like he'll, 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 he's out in the wild, like challenging? Out in the wild. Oof. So he starts his own channel. He, he had a concept, and he, he pitched it to a lot of channels and got turned down. So he starts his own channel on YouTube, right? And he goes out with all these uh, animals and insects and does all these things. Right. Now, when it his channel really started to blow up was, and he's been doing this for a few years now. You got to see this dude. This is Okay, ridiculous. I'll check it out. Coyote he, Peterson? His name is Coyote Peterson. Here's what he does. And his his channel now has over a, bil over a billion views. Oh and God. here's why. He goes out and finds the most deadly stinging insects known to mankind. And he takes them and put them on his skin and lets these things uh, sting them. Damn. And you see him flopping around like this burns. I can't move my arm. And he has a crew that stands by with like EpiPens and all this stuff, you know. But this is the hook. And dude, people can't get enough of this guy. Wow. Every every deadly stinging wasp, bee, spider, insect that stings, bites, burns, he, he he lets them sting him. And I'm thinking, dead too. I'm it's sorry, weird. man. You know, I love watching the dude, but I would never even close, come close to doing that. No, nor would I. Nor you gotta see I. this. Dude. You gotta see this dude on YouTube. Okay, I'll check. I will definitely check that out. All right, I didn't have much movie wise. A Crank 2006 was pretty good. Yeah. I don't have much else. You got anything else? Say, movies are horrendous on September first. It's it's yeah. The whole week's been sketchy movie wise. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, let, let's go to your. I know you have your your cookout um for your for your oldest daughter, and again, happy birthday. Yeah, Annalisa. Um. But tell me, let's go. Let's run through this. What is your go-to if you could have one thing, and you don't have to. You don't have to grill it. You're getting it taken care of for you. You're the. You're just sitting down waiting to eat. What's your go-to on the grill? It's got to be ribs, you okay. know. And I'm always the first thing I'm gonna know: Are they cooking ribs? Are they making ribs? Yeah. Um, I, I I love a good smoked rib. It falls off the bone with a good sauce to it. And I don't just want a standard sauce. I love a sauce that has a little bit kick, a little kick to it. Yeah. Got to have a little, you know, something that, that got a little pepper taste to it, you know, not a much, but even, even just enough. So even the Rob Ellis's and my wife, my wife doesn't eat a lot of hot, hot foods. I even like hot Rob foods. will enjoy it. Yeah. I know. I, I, I'm weird. Like I know I eat plain, right. but I like my wings hot. I like my ribs with a kick to them. I like pulled pork. I do. I can't believe you like hot foods. I do. I, I do. I don't know. I'm just, look, man, there, there's not a lot of rhyme or reason to, to the way I eat. It's very bizarre, but I do like that. So do you like hot foods to the point where when you take a bite, you got to take a sip or something too to, to kind of. No, I can tolerate it pretty good. Really? Yeah. That surprises me. So I love foods like that. I love my wings on the hotter side. Me too. Um, I don't like them. 
I don't like them where some people get them to the point where you know you're, you're, you're gasping for no, breath. No, I don't want that. I don't want the sinus that is like destroyed. Yeah. I don't. I don't want. I told you I did this thing. I was I was joking around with my my kids. My daughter had and her friend. We took her to. We went out to a wing place. Okay. Okay. And the, the, my daughter and her friend were probably like twelve, and they're like, "Get this! Get the ghost or the suicide or whatever you know, whatever yeah. you know the, the whatever." So I'm like, "All right, I love hot. Let's do it." I couldn't eat them. Like I could not. I like I took one bite and I was in pain. I don't want that. No, I don't like no, that. No, you can't enjoy your meal. There's a no. place in Buffalo that I've been to three or four times, traveling covering football called Duff's. Okay. You know, everybody, when you go to Buffalo, everybody says, oh, you got to go to Anchor. Anchor yeah. is like the, the you know, and Buffalo is where the Buffalo Wings are supposedly originated. And the Anchor Bar was where they originated from. The Anchor Bar is okay. That's more of a tourist trap. Right. But Duff, this place called Duff's, D-U-F-F-S, has some of the best wings I've ever had. And the sauces, they have like 30 different kinds of sauces for wings. But this sauce, I always get the mixture of like medium, medium to slightly hot sauce. Okay. Dude, the sauce is so good. Their wings are so good. The sauce is impeccable. Yeah. Um, some of the best wings I've had on this planet. Um, my second food for for a cookout, believe it or not, I'm, I'm, I want a good hot dog or a good brat. Okay. I love, and I love burgers. Don't get me wrong, but I gotta have a good hot dog or a good brat. Nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah. What about you? Um. I like wings on the grill. I like okay. wings, yeah, any way you, you do them. But um, I probably go wings number one. I'm with you. Like, I I could probably go hot dog before burger. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not turning okay. it. But I would probably go wings, dog, okay. burger. I do like ribs on the on the on the grill. I just I we unfortunately I never have them that way. I have them at re- if I go to a restaurant or whatever. Uh, my dad used to make good ribs, but uh, I would, yeah, I would probably go wings, dog, burger is the way I would rank it. Wing, dogs, burgers. Burger. Okay, all right. Now, uh, I also like, I like doing the uh, the potato on there in the in the tin foil. Oh yeah, yeah. A good way to go. I like corn on the cob. Corn on the cob that way too. Yes, yep. absolutely. I, I I can mix all that stuff up. I'll I'll be doing that Monday. That's probably going to be my move Monday. See, usually when I cook out, when you, when we have extended weekends like this. I like to cook out on a Sunday. Yeah. And that way you're not you're cooking out on the money because you know you got to work the next day. But what we do is we cook enough so that we have plenty of leftovers for Monday. Yeah, Monday's easy then. You're just warming some stuff up. Absolutely. Whatever. See, my yeah. family's always on me because they said, you know, dad's bougie. He doesn't eat leftovers anything, you know. But <laughs> when it comes to grilled foods, cooked out foods, smoked foods, I'm yeah. eating them three or four days later. Yeah. You I'm know. with you. I, I'm all like, hey, don't throw that out. Like, yeah, uh, man. Even if it's like I just grab something real quick for lunch, I can just fire in there before oh. we do the show or whatever. Ain't you know? nothing like a good brat, brother. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's a good, good way to go. Good brat with char, char marks on it. I'm good. All right. Go to dessert. I'm not, you know what? I'm not a real big dessert person at cookouts. Like okay. I'll nibble, but my wife's, my, my wife makes this lemon pound cake. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. And, or either it's either her lemon pound cake or it's, I'm sorry, lemon blueberry pound cake. That's mm-hmm. what it is. That sounds good, dude. It's so yeah, I'm good. with you. Like that's not something I generally. I'm always thinking just like main course kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm I'm just throwing if there's if there's dessert, great. But I'm not really uh, you know, seeking it out necessarily. Exactly. Yeah. If it's there, it's there. Uh, beverage. So, what, so beverage. What's, what's your dessert though? What's your favorite dessert at a cookout? Um, 
if somebody's got some, it's tough at a cookout because it's hot. But I like, I like like a cake. I'm good. I'm good with like a cake okay. or a cupcake or something like that. I'm always good with. I, that, I like cheesecake. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, that's usually like a, a kind of a restaurant thing, or you buy it out. You know, it's not really somebody making that. Generally. See, my wife makes incredible cheesecakes, um, and people like die for her cheesecake. Oh, that's awesome, especially when she puts like blueberries and strawberries on them. Oh my goodness. Woo. Now I'm not a, and then uh, I'm not a huge cheesecake person. But I love her blueberry strawberry cheesecake. And then the one I get from like, if you get it from um uh what's the what's the restaurant? Uh Cheesecake think, Factory? No. I'll get like they they have one that's like a, a peanut butter mousse type oh, cheesecake. Yeah. It's oh, so yeah. good. It's oh, so yeah. good. Tone yeah. says uh banana pudding is I agree. I like banana, banana pudding, pudding is good. Yeah. Can't go wrong what? there. That's what uh Slay's wife does. She, yeah. she does the banana pudding. Yep. Uh all right, we're out of time. Want to thank Tone to Shields producing the program. Tone, thank you as always. Everybody in the chat. Appreciate you guys, uh, everybody streaming, everybody listening. Listen, have a great Labor Day. Take it easy. Be yes. safe. Yes. Relax a little bit. Just enjoy yourself and, and you know, recalibrate, man, because when we come back, it's going to be on fire. We are into it, man. We are in game week. You got to be jacked up. Yeah. So, and don't so, forget, we're not, we're not here Monday. We're back Tuesday. Correct. We're back on Tuesday. So, everybody, yeah. listen. Stay tuned for the National Football Show. Everybody have a great Great rest of your uh, uh, great weekend. And and Gunner, enjoy with the family. Happy you birthday to your same, daughter. Okay, uh, we will see you guys on Tuesday. Have a great Labor Day. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.